0: November fourteenth, and this is the City Council, City of Rialto, acting as successor agency, Redevelopment Agency, Rialto Utility Authority, Rialto Housing Authority, and the Rialto Financing Authority. Whoa! Now Now we have not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It wasn't always there. That's a new one. No, because we we did that
0: action, right? Mm -hmm.
1: You like me to call the vote? Yes, Madam Mayor Robertson present. Mayor Pro Tem Carosello. Present. Councilmember Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. Councilmember Bacha. Present. City Attorney Eric Vell. Present. Uh, acting.
2: Assistant City Manager.
1: Acting. <laughs> assistant. Move. Call one. Well, you're not even acting, are you just the assistant city. <laughs> assistant City Manager. Assistant City Manager. Assistant City Manager. Brown here. And Marion and Council, let the record reflect. I know I will announce uh, in an open session that uh, Treasurer, um, one of his brothers passed away, so he's going. He's at a
0: funeral. All
1: right. In Sorry Tucson, Arizona, I think. So, okay. good.
0: May he rest in peace. So now, uh see attorney. If you'll be so kind as to lead us in the closed
3: session. i would be. Pleased to do that, Mayor. We have three primary items on your closed session tonight. The first is a public employee performance evaluation. Uh, The position title is interim slash acting city manager. Uh, You have two items under your conference with legal counsel uh, of existing litigation. Those items are specified in the agenda. Uh, Mayor, I'm assuming that you will recuse yourself from the first item.
0: Oh, I don't know what is it, let's see here. Uh, absolutely. Very good. Uh, we'll that. note that in the
3: record. <laughs> Used. Uh, and then we have a conference with your labor negotiator as item three. Um, in addition, I would like to request that the council entertain adding a third item of existing litigation as an item of subsequent need. Uh, the council previously gave settlement authority in the case of Maria Hernandez and Jose. Lopez versus City of Rialto Uh, We've received a revised settlement demand from uh, The attorney for mr. Lopez and (coughs) we'd like to consider that tonight Uh, It will take three four of you to add it as an item of subsequent need and the reason we have to Have it tonight is we learned of this after your agenda went out and There's a time limit on us before our next council meeting in December so
4: so
5: we'll do that. Se- Second uh, I made the
3: motion Motion seconded. seconded. We need a vote. Well, Who? I don't think uh, I mean, you know.
0: Who's
1: seconded?
3: Uh, Ralph.
0: Who?
1: Ralph. Okay. Councilmember Traheel. Councilmember Truheel, Council okay.
0: We're we're on we're on camera, so um, any objections to the motion? Hearing that? That motion carries, added as a subsequent
3: heat item. Thank you. That item will fall under item two on your agenda as the third case. The name of the case is Maria Hernandez and Jose Lopez versus City of Rialto et al. uh, San Bernardino County Superior Court, case number CIV SB 2322103. And City Clerk, I will email that information to you. Thank you, Council. With that, we're ready to go into closed session. There's no members of the public present to give <laughs> comment.
0: Okay. Uh, entertain a motion to occur. Okay. So closed move. session. Second. Moved by Councilmember Trijo and seconded by Mayor Pro Tem No objections, we are in closed session. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good
6: evening.
0: Can we get uh, maybe close the door? Good evening, everyone. I would like to call this meeting to order. Today is the regular city council meeting, November fourteenth at three forty-four, three thirty-four p.m. It's the city of Rialto. Six 630. thirty-four. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. Six thirty-four p.m. Uh, City Council, City of Rialto acting as the successor agency to Redevelopment Agency, the Rialto Utility Authority, the Rialto Housing Authority, and the Rialto Financing Authority. Madam City Clerk, roll call, please.
1: Mayor Robertson? Present. Mayor Pro Tem Carrie Sellers?
7: Present. Present.
1: Council Mayor Baca? Present. Councilmember Hill. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. City Attorney Eric Vell. Present. Assistant City Manager Aaron Brown. Present. In Madam Mayor, like I uh, uh, stated earlier, City Treasurer uh, is absent due to his brother uh, passing. So he's in Arizona.
0: All right, thank you. Now, if I could ask everyone to please stand and join uh, Mayor Pro Tem, Andy Carrizales, in the Pledge of Allegiance, and then remain standing for the invocation by Pastor Victor Lopez for Calvary Chapel
7: Rialto. Right hand over your heart. Ready? Begin. I pledge allegiance.
8: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are magnificent and great is thy name, Lord, in all of the earth. We thank you, Lord, for this little spot in Rialto. What a beautiful city, Lord. We know that you have truly blessed it. And Lord, we pray for the items on the agenda tonight, Lord. I pray that you would be honored, that you would give our leadership, Lord, tremendous wisdom, Lord, that you would use all of their education and all the resources that you've given them, Lord, to just move forward, and continue conducting the business of the city, Lord. We thank you for uh, all the men and women in uniform, Lord. I, I see several of them tonight. We thank you for their service, Lord, to this city, Lord, and the surrounding area. I pray that you would bless our remaining time, that, Lord, we would come to resolutions that will please you, that would be fair, Lord, that will allow us, Lord, to continue on, on the way to doing what is right for your people before your eyes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right, <coughs> now I could ask if our city attorney would like to report out on closed
3: session. I'll be happy to do that, Mayor. We had three primary items on the agenda tonight. First was a public employee performance evaluation uh, position was interim slash acting city manager Council did complete that item. Uh, We also had conference with labor negotiator. Uh, Your council met with your labor negotiators. You completed that item. There's no reportable action. And finally, we had a conference with legal counsel uh, with regard to three items of existing litigation. The agenda says two. There was a third item which the council added as an item of subsequent need pursuant to the Brown Act and that was the Hernandez Lopez versus City of Rialto item. We completed that item. Uh, The second case on was Enri Equius film foaming, forming foam products liability Uh litigation. Sorry, that's a mouthful. Uh Uh, You gave direction to the city attorney. There was no other reportable action on that. And then finally, we do have one case which will be held over until the end. That's Robertson versus City of Rialto mayor you're recusing yourself from that item we'll put that on the record and that's the end of my report thank you
0: mm-hmm. all right thank you all right we have um, this evening a number of presentations and proclamations and I'm uh, my colleagues uh, will present some of them and I will present some as well a couple of them that are on the pre- on the agenda and there was a couple that were not on the agenda added so I'm going to ask that um, perhaps that I will find out I have Mrs. Patricia Woods if she's here this evening. I don't know if Ms. Woods was able to make it. Uh, I don't see her, all right. And then I have also a presentation for Miss Woods, we'll make sure, this, I think we'll take it out to Humex. Uh I have one that also a presentation that was really for an event an activity that happened in August, and it was never give up, and so I believe that uh, Miss Farah Muhammad is here. And then also, I don't know if the family for Mr. Lewis uh, Joseph Pimentel, is he in the audience? All right. Then I have one last for my check presentation, and that is for when uh, we had an opening of our, what do they call it, opening of the, shopping center, the Rialto Village, and our developer was kind enough to provide uh, sponsorships to various groups, and I did not have a chance to give the presentation to the group that I had nominated, and I would like to make that presentation. So I will come down and make the presentation for uh, Ms. Farah Mohammed, and also for uh, the Young Marines of, of San Bernardino Valley, Then I will turn it over to Councilmember Trujillo. I believe you have the other presentations. All right. Thank you. Those,
2: Those young Marines just celebrated a birthday, Mayor. November 10, 1775.
0: All right. I will quickly, the month of August has become a national recognition of trying to uh, acknowledge a national movement of never giving up. And we had planned on trying to hold a various event in our community in August to recognize and become one of the cities as well. I think that it still was under 50 cities nationwide. But I felt, Um, without having an activity, looking at someone in in an organization that has never given up and also recognizing a legacy of Abdi Muhammad who originally started uh, Abdi Foundation in small America. It was uh, Afarah's brother and then he was tragically lost his life in an accident, but she kept going And she kept, she picked up the baton and kept the organization going. And I felt this was appropriate way to acknowledge in Rialto our Never Give Up, which is a global celebration focused on cultivating a mindset of determination and healthy drive to achieve goals. So it's with that, I would just like to read a brief of it, is that acknowledging the legacy of Abdi Muhammad contribute through the community Abdi was an American refugee from Somalia, which uh, embedded, embedded him with a deep appreciation for the generosity that guided his family's journey to the United States. He led by example, fostering a culture of giving back and sharing blessings with everyone. His legacy serves as a beacon of hope, particularly for the minority young men, encouraging them never to surrender their dreams or their community. So tonight, Uh, we would like to recognize Abdi Muhammad's exceptional contributions, unwavering dedication, and profound impact on our community, and we extend our deepest gratitude and heartfelt appreciation to Farah Muhammad for continuing his legacy with Smile America and never giving up. So, would you be so kind as to accept that? Thank you.
9: Is there any comment you'd like to make with regard to? Um, Thank you everyone. Uh, My brother, he mentored, he mentored the kids after school to keep them away from the gangs, Um, including me. I am where I am, finishing school, going through grad school, all of that because of my brother, he believed that all of us, all of us can do something, small or big, never giving up, knowing uh, from a family of a refugee where our parents were working nonstop and refused to take any you know, support from the government but to work hard, we were left, we as a kids were left alone. So he tutored me. And he found in the community, the kids in our community were not going to school. We're getting dropped off. We're getting in trouble. So he made his mission and he made his own personal reason to mentor those kids after school. And by the time I was ready to graduate high school, 18 of my classmates who dropped out of freshman were there to graduate with me all because of my brother. So that's why I will never give up and I will always keep his dream going. And all of us can do, big or small, all of us can do something. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Thank you, Farah, thank you. And yes, I must admit she's definitely uh, always trying to do whatever she can in our community, uh, giving out weekly to the homeless, assisting, and then also any food drives and book backpacks and things. The other one that I wanted to present was, as I said, when we opened the Rialto Village Market, which um, now is like the third shopping area that we've opened in our city, and maybe there's a few more. We, the developer, had asked us to donate or make a recommendation of who we should provide uh, money to that they would in turn. Give to that organization. And my colleagues, they all made their recommendations. Um, and I, I know that we looked at our schools and then also at our law enforcement. But I also know that there's a group that, as always, we can call upon them, their youth, and they are, and in especially this time, I wanted to, even though they did receive the money, and I'd ask you if you'd come on up, they got the check. But I wanted to take the time to publicly acknowledge the group that I had requested or or suggested give the donation. And given the situation that we're in right now, uh, in this global conflict or situation, and that we just finished honoring Veterans Day on Saturday, it's one thing when you've served or you're in the military, but I thought it's really honored to come on up, guys, and recognize the young Marines of San Bernardino Valley, which include residents of our community in Rialto. And we gave a sponsorship, and I nominated the young Marines of uh, San Bernardino Valley to receive $2,500 to help support their efforts. And I just would love to say, you guys know them, you've seen them, and this is the future. And the fact that they are training, and they're looking forward to continue to go forward and serve, and so it's with a pleasure and an honor that I get. I made this, the donation recommendation that twenty-five hundred dollars be given to their young, their organization. So, would you please? Oh, who oh, rock? Right. Would you come on up? And if I'm not mistaken, they have some kind of competition, and I just want you. If this one that did kind of won all of the. Uh, A lot of the agility activities, I will say. It was quite impressive. And also one of the other members. So I would ask Kathy, would you please come up so that we could also get the picture and you as well. And know that I really have appreciated the discipline that I've observed of this organization and their willingness to be ready to go forward when they get old enough (laughs) to serve and represent and support our country, so thank you. Thank you for what you guys you. do, and thank you thank for what you. you're going And thank you, Ms. Thank, thank you, so Kathy. Happy. All right, thank you. thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You, you have to. <laughs> <laughs>
4: evening mayor my colleagues on the City Council as well as uh, our our residents here that are with us today and on TV just wanted to um, you know uh, it's always an honor to be here every year to annually recognize this group of hard workers in our community who um, dedicate their lives to take care of others so um, this uh, every November is national Uh, family caregivers month and so I wanted to bring up uh, Juan Carlos Garcia or his group up here you know it it gives me a pleasure it's um I'm gonna read this resolution but again it's an honor of all their hard work in our community helping Mm -hmm. um, individuals in our community um, you know live independently Uh, even in times of difficulties like the pandemic we just went through. So let me read this resolution. It says resolution of appreciation, number two out of series 2023, whereas 1,950 in-home support services workers who reside in the city of Rialto deliver quality care to close to over 2,000 of our most valuable residents, including seniors and adults and children with disabilities. And whereas IHSS provides providers allow the county's low-income seniors and people with disabilities to receive quality care in the comfort of their own home by people they trust instead of being sent to an institution giving consumers an opportunity to stay in the communities they know and love and whereas the selfless work of home care workers often goes unnoticed and the financial struggle struggles caregivers and their families experience due to increased rents cost of living and inflation further increase the dire need for livable wages in San Bernardino County. Whereas the frontline essential work that IHSS workers provided and continue to provide during COVID pandemic while earning close to minimum wage with many not having access to affordable health care. Whereas the number of family and non-family members requiring in-home care work will increase in San Bernardino County as our population of those 60 years and older doubles to over 550000 by 2030, and whereas providing home care workers with a livable wage will generate demands for goods and services in the local economy, stimulate employment opportunities, and create additional income. Now therefore, I, Deborah Robertson, Mayor of the City of Rialto, along with the City Council members, do hereby resolve the city uh, result that the city officially recognizes and applauds the home care workers and the seniors and the people with disabilities who rely on this vital care, acknowledging the essential work and contributions they bring to San Bernardino County by officially proclaiming November as Family Caregivers Month and is signed uh, by our mayor as well as our city clerk. And all of us here are in support of it. So, thank you so much. Would you like to see a few words?
10: Thank you. On, on your Thank you, uh, Councilmember Trujillo, uh, Mayor. uh, Councilmember Bach also has a long history of supporting long-term care workers, the entire city council. This is again, like I mentioned last year, I feel like it's becoming a really nice tradition. I think this is like at least the fourth year we've been coming here, where you're one of the few cities that proactively recognizes the service that these workers provide in the community, which is uh, home care uh, through the IHSS system, the County in Home Support Service System. And, yeah, like uh, Councilmember Trujillo mentioned, we represent uh, 1,950 caregivers just in the city of Rialto. These are some of them here. So uh, they're the union. I work for, uh, I'm a staff of the union, but the workers are the union. And I'd like to allow uh, Beatriz, she lives in Rialto, wants to say a, a few words and a couple of them if you don't mind.
0: Go ahead. Thank you. My name is Beatrice Natividad,
1: and I've been working for IHSS for about six years. I did an early retirement from Kaiser and to take care of my mom and my aunt. My aunt is on stage five kidney failure, and since I'm familiar with the medical, I um, make
0: sure they're comfortable, and it's a lot of work. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
11: Thank you. you. Uh, Ah, uh, mi nombre es Eufrancia de la Paz. Yo cuido a mi hijo de ataques epilépticos y tiene problemas para aprend- de aprendizaje y para para entender. Él no entiende, no comprende nada. Y yo, este, tengo que facilitarle todos los alimentos porque él no puede tragar bien.
10: Uh, those, okay. <coughs> uh, I care for my son who suffers from seizures. Epileptic seizures, uh, behavioral disabilities, and he has trouble eating as well. It's a very tough work.
11: He has <laughs> had a lot of problems in the school to learn, to understand, and to understand. a lot of work and the in the day, in the day, da valentía, nos más fuerza para seguir adelante con ellos. Muchas gracias.
10: Yes, uh, he has a lot of issues at school because of his behavioral problems. Um, it's been a challenge. Uh, he has seizures in the during the day, during the night. It's a constant challenge, tiring, but recognitions like these really motivate us and it p- helps push us to keep moving forward. Thank you very much. And then lastly, uh, Isabel, you want to close us?
12: Hola, buenas noches. Muchas gracias a cada uno de ustedes, especialmente al concejal Rafael Trujillo por tomándonos en cuenta y cada año ser más reconocidos. Estoy al cuidado en dos condados, Riverside y San Bernardino, de personas que no son mi familia. Todos necesitamos mejor calidad de vida. Actualmente, el número de años que vivimos es más, pero cada día perdemos salud, por lo tanto, necesitamos poner más enfoque
10: in this area. Uh, my name is Isabel Bryan, I'm a caregiver both in San Bernardino and Riverside counties. I provide care for non-relative uh, clients and I could see that every year it looks like the senior population is growing. There's more need for home care workers. So this is uh, an important um, uh, important topic here.
12: Una de las cosas más importantes es que los salarios no están al nivel que requerimos. En mi caso, tengo que tener dos trabajos más para poder compensar y tener el, el, el dinero que necesito para poder sostener mi familia. Y eso que solo tengo una hija. Entonces, se me hace muy importante que ustedes cada año estén reconociendo cada día más y estén aprobando salarios un poco más altos para poder competir con otros negocios, lo cual nos va a ayudar a dar mejor calidad de vida a cada ser humano.
10: Yeah, so I just want to highlight the need for livable wages. I personally have to have two other jobs to help provide, and I'm a single mother. I only have one daughter, but um, it's challenging with the wages. So we need you to continue to support um, us l- making livable wages. Yeah, and just to to summarize, uh, we yeah we the IHSS program, as you know. Uh, Or might know we bargain uh it's a county program we bargain with the county not with the city but um every it it helps when the local communities recognize the service because they they, there's a countywide there's over 32,000 IHSS providers just in San Bernardino County Mm. it's probably just as larger or bigger than the logistics workers the warehouse workers than fast food workers but they they go unnoticed they're unappreciated because they're the work they do are in people's homes, right? So it's a huge workforce and it's a huge investment into the community whenever we raise their wages. So we know this council has been supportive and we wanna appreciate you, especially now that the senior population is is growing. So thank you so much and thank you, Councilmember Trujillo again, for uh, helping to put this together.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. okay, I believe that, uh, have they arrived? Can no, not,
4: not yet, so okay. if we can just maybe at another time okay. later. Okay,
0: did you have another one do there? a yeah, second. No, this is same both yeah. together. Okay. <clears throat> okay.
13: They're in, the They're in the
0: lobby. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm.
14: So,
7: yes, Madam Mayor, members of the Mm -hmm. council, um, uh, Thadis Maiden—he's not here—but we're going to read the uh, the uh, certificate of appreciation anyway. Says, uh, in appreciation of your dedication to military, it is it is with honor and pride that we salute you uh, for the patriotic spirit you continue to display as a military veteran of our great nation. And I just personally want to thank and appreciate all the veterans that are here today, and uh, all the veterans that uh, celebrated uh, on Saturday. So, with that, I'll turn it over to. Uh,
4: thank you. Oh, I believe he's. Oh, that's great. Is that? So, <laughs> so again, uh, we also want to recognize. <laughs> Hi. I'm council member Rafael Trujillo. I want to welcome you to our city council. We wanted to present this spectacular.
15: Something happened to my hair gauge. that has not been repaired. And in the meantime, I almost literally have to ask you to holler at me. I can barely hear
4: so it Fred, <laughs> yeah, Fred, we wanted to thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we wanted to thank you. We wanted to we wanted to thank you for your service here at the city council. We,
7: we wanted to thank you for your service. service but he'll continue to read off the, the rest of it. So we just want to appreciate. We're here to we wanted to appreciate you as a veteran, and anyway. so that's why we brought you in here. To the city. Yes. Oh, there you go. Great. Thank <laughs> you. So you
4: have this, we have this great re- well, recognition well, this for you. Some kind of an honor. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. And and again, we we are we're honored to have you here today to, to oh. recognize your service.
7: Honored to have you here today.
15: Thank you. Yeah. It's it an honor and a pleasure to be here. Absolutely.
4: So I'm I'm going to read this. And it's, it's, it's an amazing story that you have here. It says, Fred Fairbanks was born on May 15, 1921, on a small farm in Topeka, Kansas. He's the youngest of five children. Fred joined the U.S. Coast Guards in September 1940 until December 1945. During this time in the Coast Guards, he had the opportunity to be part of the mainly important ships like the Kirkpatrick, Denmark, and was part of the Parade for the Tall Ships and many more projects. (sighs) He says here, he married several times, (laughs) but had his five (laughs) children with his first wife, his true love. Fred moved to California in 1968 with his first wife and two children at the time to live with his mother. His mother encouraged him to go to college, which he did, and began his education. He guarded, He graduated from the University of Berkeley. When the school was all over with, he was an engineer. Fred had many jobs and did many projects throughout his life. He's been to many different states, countries, met many people throughout his life. He can remember where he met them and what they talked about or how they were connected. Fred came to Rialto Post Acute on January 8th, 2021 and celebrated his 100th birthday. Now at 102 years old, He still likes to be up in his chair and strolls around the facility and likes to sit in the dining room, hallways or outdoors, socializing with his peers. He also likes to sit in the sun as well. He attends group activities of choice. He likes to read and has different books his family sends to him to read, like the Bible. He loves to do karaoke and listen to Latin and classical music. Fred is always willing to chat with you. So if you have time and love talking about the golden days, Fred is a perfect person to (laughs) chat with. So we wanted to give you this resolution signed by our Mayor Deborah Robertson, all of us on the council, including Andy Curaçao, Mayor Pro Tem, myself, Rafael Trujillo, Ed Scott, and Joe Baca. So I wanted to present this to you in honor of Veterans Day this past weekend.
0: All 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 right.
15: This. I have been uh, in all kinds of crazy situations and <laughs> <at> places <laughs> that it, it, would, it would make your hair turn white just to think about them. <laughs> and I'm
0: gonna
15: uh, get <laughs> him. Yeah, just this is. This is going to be one of them, obviously. I want to thank all of you good people. Okay. I don't know where to start. I do. It's not true. I do know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this will take a couple of minutes. (laughs) But eventually... I went to work in the Hard Rock Gold Mines in Cripple Creek, Colorado. Mm Of course, I was a little bit underage when I did it, but it still worked. (laughs) (laughs) And the one thing I can tell you is is this. I was working in a mine 12,000 feet deep, underground. And I was doing my work, no problem, but I got tired. And I sat down on a great big rock that was laying there beside me. And I sat down on that rock to rest. I'm the only man down there. I'm the only person down there that I know of. But it didn't turn out like that. After I sat there and rested a couple of minutes, this man came up and sat down beside me. I said, wait a minute. There's there's nobody supposed to be down here except me. And so I looked at him, and I said, who are you? And he looked back, and he said, Fred, he said, I'm God. I had come face to face with the God that I believe in. And God gave me words, very kindly words. And we sat there and visited for, I I don't know how long. But the point is this. God is in the life of every one of us. Mm -hmm. And don't ever forget it for a minute. You may not think that God is in your life, but God is there. Amen to that.
1: Okay.
15: Amen to that. And you've got to take that into account always and always, always,
0: always. Amen.
7: Amen to that. Amen. Thank you, Fred. Uh,
16: Thank you.
0: Uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Ma- Mayor also- Pro Excuse me, Mayor Pro Tem. I also Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, yes. You do, yeah, you know you yes, have those I, Thank
7: you. I, I wanted to recognize also uh, school board member uh, Evelyn Dominguez for caring for him and for also bringing him uh, and, and that great story that he told. So thank you so much. And uh, it looks like we also have uh, uh, some recognition from the uh, county supervisor. Supervisor. <laughs>
15: me, <laughs> we could sit here for a day, two days, and talk <laughs> about the things that have happened to me, yeah. all because of the greatness of the God that I believe in. And I want you all to believe in the same God and don't make any questions about it, just believe. Mm-hmm. Good evening, everyone. Just believe. <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: Good evening, everyone. My name
17: is Marlandra Johnson. I'm a field uh, representative from Supervisor yeah. Joe Baca Jr.'s mm-hmm. office, yeah. and I do have a certificate to present to Mr. Fairbanks. So, on behalf of Supervisor Joe Baca Jr.
1: and the 5th District in the County of San Bernardino, I, I join the great City great of Rialto and, uh, in honoring uh, and expressing yeah. our deep gratitude for your remarkable commitment and sacrifice in defending the principles of freedom, yeah. liberty, and democracy. Your unwavering courage, resilience, well, I and I I devotion. <laughs>
18: <laughs> your unwavering,
12: I'm sorry, your unwavering
1: courage, resilience, and devotion to duty have played an instrumental role safeguarding the values that our great nation holds dear. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you
15: People don't know it. Right here, friend.
19: <laughs> One more. Let's do it. Oh, Yeah, thank you. What you do?
15: What I'll tell you from an engineering point of view is this.
7: And now we have a we have a certificate from the assembly member as well.
11: Hi, good evening. My name is Evelyn Dominguez. Unfortunately, our assembly member, James Ramos, was not able to be here, but he wanted to give an, a recognition, a certificate of recognition to um,
20: Fred Fairbanks on
21: for Veterans Day and for his service uh, to, our, to, to our country and also
22: for being a resident of Rialto. So, Fred,
11: this is for you from our assembly member. Right. This is for you. One
22: more certificate, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> You're you.
23: welcome.
4: Evelyn, if
7: you want to come Is back. There yeah. All right, So let's
4: see. We also want to thank the Rialto uh, Post Acute Center for supporting our military veterans there at their facility and taking care of them. So we have a nice little certificate for you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Councilmember Joe Baca, Senior.
5: I, I think the audience is leaving. Thank you, Madam Mayor. If I can, I know that we celebrated uh, Veterans Day on uh, Saturday. Uh, I like the City of Rialto here today for all those individuals that are veterans uh, to please stand up today and be recognized. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you, Madam Mayor. And if I can, I have one other one. Uh, On December 1st is Faye Coates' birthday. She'll turn 93. And for those individuals that know her, she was the opera singer for the city of Rialto for many, many years. Uh, We should recognize her not only for her birthday, but also being an opera singer, and probably the only African American opera singer that has performed for the city of Rialto uh, for numerous years. Congratulations, uh, Fay Coates, and happy birthday. All right.
0: All right, thank you. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that pretty much will conclude Presentations, Um, I do have one for a gentleman who unfortunately did pass, and he also was a Korean uh, War veteran, so I'm sure that the family, they will be here at our next council member to receive that, Uh, okay? So with that, I think we've covered presentations. Um, Now we will move into oral communications, if you have some, We have a first speaker.
1: uh Patrick Taylor
0: Okay. Hello.
24: Hello. Mhm. Everywhere. So I had a problem with my Walmart prescription. I'm in Los Angeles, and my Walmart prescription was diverted to a Rialto Walmart. So I had a choice of getting it that day or the diabetes throwing me into a loop. So I chose to drive out here to pick up my prescription. And in the process of driving out here to pick up my prescription, maybe I was kind of upset. Maybe I had some other things in my day going on but I
6: just
0: drove from Los Angeles to Lealco to pick up my prescription. Oh.
24: Turn, turn it on. <laughs> oh, I, I, my voice is loud, so <laughs> mic or not, you're going to hear me. Um, so I got off the freeway, and I was coming down one of your streets, and there was a traffic accident on the side of the street. It was a four-way stop sign. I stopped at the stop sign. There was a car on the side of me making a left. That car looked at me uh, at, uh, like he's gesturing, are you going to go because I'm going to go with you. The two cars crossed, and then me and that car proceeded to the intersection. Another car from the side almost sideswiped me, so I was blowing my horn. There was an officer standing on the side of the street dealing with the, the traffic accident. He, he motioned and yelled at me something, so I pulled over to find out what he was, was, what he was saying to me. At that time, it was the Walmart right on the side. Now, I should have chose to go into Walmart, but I did not know what he was saying, and I did not want him to say I was uh, fleeing away from him. So I got out the car, turned my car off, and proceeded over to him, and he told me that I was blowing my horn. I yelled back at him, did you see the car who almost sideswiped me? He started to come over to tell me something about the horn. Another officer pulled up and got behind my car and turned his lights all on. My car was sitting there, and it was off. This officer came over to the side of me while I was talking to the other officer. And as I'm explaining to him the reason why I was blowing my horn, the officer tapped me on the side of my shoulder. Now, I am a diabetic. Uh I do not allow people to touch me because I don't want COVID. So I asked him, what what is he touching me for? He told me to turn around and sit on on the curb. I told him no. Then he told me, turn around, I was going to be arrested. I told him, okay, I turned around, he arrested me. I have a First Amendment right to address my grievance to the government. Uh He is part of the government. So why can he arrest me for telling him no, not to sit on the curb when I did nothing wrong? Whether he had a traffic stop or not. If he did have a traffic stop, he only had a traffic stop on an empty vehicle, which I found out now was a no parking zone. Yes, he could have gave me a ticket for no parking or told my car. I should not have been arrested. Once I got in the car, once I got in the car, he went and searched my car. Some other things happened, and then he came over to the window. I asked him why I was being arrested. He told me for being an asshole. I said, oh, you saying that on your body cam? He said, my body cam is off. I said, okay, but you got dash cam. I'm looking at the light. I've been asking this the uh the city, to release this body cam footage and the situation of what happened. I should not have been arrested that day. I was arrested for interfering with a police officer. Interference is physical. I never went up to the scene of the crime to be interfering. I found out that my car was towed because I was arrested. If I was out the car, the car was off, To the minimum, my car should have got a ticket and stayed there because the car was turned off. So I'm coming to the city Mm -hmm. to state to you that this today, when you started this meeting, you looked at that flag and you said, justice for all, I'm asking for justice. Whether you're going to give it to me or not, it's okay. But like I told that officer on the way to the police station, I hope your conscience lets you sleep tonight after you hear the story. There's no way anybody should be arrested under them circumstances. Thank you. Okay.
0: Is there any other oral, oral yes. communications? Um,
1: the next speaker is George Malarido.
0: George?
14: Hey, good evening council members. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to express my concern. (coughs) Mm -hmm. I live at uh, 1049 East Margarita Road here in Rialto. I've been here for many, many years. It's been so long. I used to, we used to have Orange trees right west of the baseline there. (laughs) <laughs> That's a long time. Anyway, my concern is that uh, we have a towing company that uh, apparently wants to build right next to residential areas. And uh, three months ago, they moved in. They, they uh, drove in a trailer and they started uh, moving things around the property. And uh, we called uh, co enforcement, and they looked into it and. Uh, they stopped the project. So two days ago, uh, they have delivered about maybe 10, 15 truckloads of uh, crushed cement. And our neighbor asked him, what are they doing? Well, they're, uh, they're gonna build a retainer wall. And uh, it just come out of nowhere where they're gonna build the uh, towing company there. And it's gonna get yeah, more excess noise Pollution as it is, it's on pepper and baseline in that area. So we'd like to know if you can look into the matter and maybe help us out. All right. Okay.
0: I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Well, Captain Began will uh, be there to uh, assist you. I believe he's in the back. Okay. Okay. He's right behind you.
14: All
6: right.
0: All thank right, thank you. <laughs> I was trying to see. The
1: next person we have is Charles and Zona Herrera.
22: Todd. Todd. Charles. Uh, Cha- Good evening, council. My name is Reverend Charles Herrera. <laughs> uh, I live at 1059 East Margarita Road. Uh, let, let's put it like this, three years, about, about three years ago, we, my wife and I sought to buy our house and we, we scoped out this house in the cul-de-sac, got more land than our neighbors. We got the lion's share of the land. But um, I mean, there's all kind of things going on. With the, when we met the lady that lived there, she'd been there forever, her name was Armella. She literally showed me pictures of Rosa Parks getting married in that house. So fast forward to up, up now, I'm here to talk about the same thing. My house is the one that the, that the, that the uh, butt's up against this property where the guy is going to build a tow yard. I've had conversations with him. Told him, I says, "Hey, I'm not. For, I'm not. We're not really for this. This is my wife. We're not really. Uh, we don't really want this. And uh, we know it's a residential area. I happen. You see, I'm a traffic officer in L.A. I happen to work uh, cross paths with this gentleman with his tow yard in L.A. And I know the unsavory characters that come around tow yards and things like that. Just the other day, this is the young lady that." Uh, George was referring to that asked them what they were doing and one of his workers that was there got a little irate with my, with my wife. I'm all the way in LA. That was what I explained to him that I did not want, that I did not want to see, I did not want the characters that would be there. One day I look up in my backyard, or over, right over my wall, and there's a motorhome sitting there. Motorhome sitting there with no running toilet, no running water, no none of this. I thought a homeless encampment was about to start. So that's where we got code enforcement involved with it. So when code enforcement got involved with it, this was the security guard for the lot, but he was, like I said, he had to go to the restroom somewhere. And all of that was screwing out uh, around this trailer and motorhome. So we got that out. It seems as though the gentleman has gotten a nod, to go-ahead, he thinks that he can just press through and build this tow yard behind our house. The view, we have pictures of it, we bought the house for the history, historical value, and for the view. The view is amazing, the view is awesome. Not with a bunch of red cars behind my house though. So I would appreciate it, we would appreciate it, our neighbors would appreciate it, if that we would look into this and halt this project. I mean, I'm, I'm going so far as to say do not issue permits to the, for this project, please. Thank
0: you. Okay, thank you. All right, we'll speak with uh, Sergeant Palmer, we'll speak with you as well.
25: All right. <clears throat>
1: uh, I'm it? not sure if this is uh, oral communication form or are they trying to speak on tab one and not local 433-iron workers? I
19: Okay, then okay. that's tab one
1: because it's, it's not on here. Okay.
19: right here.
1: And I'm and I'm assuming the Todd. Are we speaking on the
26: table? Okay.
1: And Alyssa. That's table. Okay. Then all these are.
0: Top Top items, okay. All right, thank you. Okay, so I believe that concludes our oral communications unless there's somebody who had something in general to speak to, didn't fill out the form. If not, we now will go to uh, the council to consider removing or continuing any items on the agenda. And I would like to um, note for the record that there will be an item that pertains to an invoice, a warrant, I'm sorry, and I will be abstaining on warrant number. Okay, it's a warrant number I think 10425 for National Council of Negro Women and it is two payments invoice number one of a 223 and invoice uh, of 090623 uh, there are two payments for services: 3,662.25, three thousand eight sixty-five twenty-one for the total of 7,527.96, and that is in the warrants register 16 general 2, if I'm not mistaken. Anything else anyone has? That uh-huh. Yes, Councilmember Scott.
27: Madam Mayor, I'd like to ask that we uh, adjourn our meeting tonight in memory of the brother of our city treasurer, Edward Carrillo. His brother's name is Gilbert Carrillo.
0: Okay. Thank you. I'd also
4: like to adjourn in the name of uh, Melvin Brown, who is the husband of Althea Brown, who is an active member of the Rialto Black History Committee.
0: Melvin Brown. Anyone else or anything uh, other items on the agenda? If not, I would like to entertain a motion to pass on the consent calendar. So moved. It's been moved by second. Councilor. Second. Atrio. Okay. Second by Mayor Pro Tem Karazalis. Any objections? Hearing none. Motion carries. Then we'll move into our first tab item, and that will be. Uh, Right here. It will be tab number one. I believe it says it's going to be Ms. Williams or a presentation.
17: Good evening, Mayor and Council. My name is Tanya Williams, assistant to the city manager. Um, Thank you for giving us the opportunity tonight to bring to you an update on the status of the Rialto Police Station project. We'll have an update for you in terms of the design status as well as some options for the proposed financing of the project. Um, So, again, tonight we'll go through kind of the work that we've done so far on the project as well as go through the financial information and give you a high-level overview of the project schedule. So as you can imagine, there's quite a few folks who have been involved in this project to date. Um, I don't see them quite in the room yet, but they are coming. Um, we have Griffin Swinnerton, who um, has been our primary developer on the project. LPA is our architecture firm. Um, MWL specializes in public safety. Um, we have brought on Norton Rose Fulbright to be our bond council. Urban Futures is our municipal advisor, and City is our underwriter for the bond sale. So I will turn it now over to Jeremy, who will talk through some of the design elements of the project.
28: Thank you, Tanya. Uh, Madam Mayor, members of the council, it's wonderful to be here tonight to share the progress of the the project with you. So we started the design process with some goal setting what are the overriding goals that we wanted to um, keep in the back of our mind and understand um, the priorities as we look forward to the PD. And so we started with um, planning and building for the city's future, creating a state-of-the-art essential service facility that um, can provide appropriate emergency response. We were looking at optimizing resources for the public benefit, um, building a better facility so that we could retain staff um, and um, build a better um, police force, uh, looking at flexibility, adaptability, and preservation of operations during construction. Um, so that all that process started with how big should the police department be? Um, we looked at you know the existing police department facility built in 1973, it's 18,800 square feet, and it was built when the city of Rialto had around 30,000 citizens, 39 sworn officers, and six uh, civilian support staff. In 2023, um, the city of Rialto had over 104,000 people, 135 sworn staff and 84 uh, civilian support staff. Um, and so when we started to analyze how big the building should be to support that staff, we got to the number of 53,686 square feet. But we didn't wanna build just for today, we wanna make sure that there's growth so that we can move into the future. So we look at what that projected growth um, for the Rialto population in 2035, that was the benchmark, that date that we were given. So projected population of Rialtos over 111,000 people. We expect the size of the police, um, to the sworn officers, to increase to 169 people with 91 civilian support staff. And so you can see there's some incremental growth that allows for us to accommodate those additional um, staff members. So getting to 56,000. So really, what makes up that number? We had a series of programming sessions where we sat down, met with uh, departmental staff understood their operations, understood how many people um, were in each uh, department, what kind of growth was in, in those departments, and what kind of space functions that we needed for each of those. And so we, we looked at everything from the public spaces to the administration spaces, traffic, uh, records, personnel, um, all the different support spaces. Um, and then we also looked at a, um, training components like a firing range um, and having all sorts of logistics spaces. And operationally, that started to lead us to uh, two buildings. It's more cost-effective. We can put all the essential functions in a main headquarter building, and then we can build a support building um, that supports those non-essential functions that we can build to a um, lower seismic risk standard, uh, but still standard um, building construction. So that that started to inform these, these two buildings, um, the main building being 45,180 square feet, and then a support building Uh, that had a gross square footage of about 11,300 square feet so what does all this look like as we approach the design and i think it's important to note one of our original goals was how can we build the new pd and still maintain operational continuity so you'll see that the new building and the new headquarters and the new support building are pushed to one side of the site onto the right hand side of the site That allows us to construct the new building and keep the existing police headquarters operational. So all the the dispatch and communications, all the essential functions maintain operation during the course of construction. So our site plan starts to look like this. When we we site the new police headquarters building, there's a public parking lot that'll front Willow. Uh, You'll have access to that public parking um, and then into a public lobby uh, right there on the corner at Willow. Um, The support building is tucked back in the corner and primarily that's made up of the the firearms proficiency range And then all the secure parking uh, contained in the the balance of the site. So once we build the new PD, it can get occupied. We can demo the existing um, headquarters and then build out the parking Um, So next we'll go to a bird's-eye view What will this kind of look like if you were a bird flying over the site here? We are at the corner of uh, Willow and Rialto Avenue you can start to see there's that um, public parking on the front, the access off Willow. We have the opportunity for a, a park space there at the corner um, on the public side. And then uh, you see the building in the background. There's a, a canopy. We are reusing all the PV, that investment that you made a few years ago in PV on site. We're going to be reusing that, building parking canopies, putting it some on the roof of the building. So we're, we're maintaining those functions. Um, Coming back down to eye level as we're uh, moving along Willow, here you can see that canopy, um, very uh, iconic and uh, noticeable as you come down. One of the primary things that we want to do when we design a police station is make sure that everyone knows where the front door is, make sure it's very identifiable. If someone needs uh, help and assistance, they can uh, know where that front door is, so that's what you see um, moving down along to first street um, here's a kind of a nighttime view of what that might look like um, you're seeing the uh, the canopy element coming out up lit at night so it'll glow we've got the Rialto Police Department letters um, they serve uh, two functions they you know good branding opportunity good signage again we want to make sure that the police department is easily identifiable but they also serve as a barrier along that so there's an elevated um, outdoor patio space and a community room uh, right there on the corner and so if there's a function that spills out onto the patio from the community room we want to make sure that there's some safety and some protection right there along Willow. Uh, coming in, so this is a view as if we've just parked our car in the public parking lot and what you might see walking up to the main front door. Um, so there's some stairs that lead you up, uh, an accessible ramp providing that accessible path to travel up to the main entry um, and then Moving in, once you've kind of gone through that main entry, you'll be greeted with um, uh, a wall with maybe some historic photos of the the, uh, police department. we have got your records department, where the the primary public interface here in the public lobby. Um, Then moving interior into the building, um, we've got a couple of views that we wanted to share with you. One of the things that we really spent a lot of time uh, talking to the police department about and thinking about from a design standpoint Is making sure as we grow into this bigger building we want to make sure that um, the department stays connected stays connected to each other Um, so easy flow so we've got this internal staircase that connects the first and second floor um, in the center of the building so everybody's got uh, efficient flow and access we we really spent a lot of time in the design process thinking thinking about operational efficiency how departments were interconnected um, as we started to lay out the overall site and the building footprint and then finally, uh, the final look at the building. Um, you see on the right-hand side, we've got a, a real-time crime center. So that's um, something that you don't currently have, uh, providing understanding of kind of what's going on in traffic cameras around the city, being able to anticipate and uh, aid in the dispatching of it. But then you get a you get this larger view, kind of as the interdepartment interconnected departments of the the police department. So at a really high level, that's um, our approach to the design of the building. And uh, up next, Brandon's gonna walk us through the financing portion. Can we ask any questions?
24: Hey.
21: Good evening, Mayor, members of the council. My name is Brandon Kafori um, with Urban Futures. We're serving as a municipal advisor on the, uh, the transaction Um, In that role, we have a fiduciary uh, responsibility and duty uh, in representing the city. Um, It's a real pleasure being before you this evening and want to congratulate the city on reaching this important milestone on the project. So as Jeremy indicated, I'm going to walk through some um, information uh, pertaining to the financing of the project, Um, a quick slide here on the development agreements before we get to that as you're aware, the pre-development agreement um, has been executed and is now complete. Uh, for consideration this evening, there is a development agreement. Uh, this contains the guaranteed maximum price, which is on the following slide. And it also um, provides for a project labor agreement, uh, which provides for the uh, essentially the uh, construction labor to be um, executed as part of the project. As I indicated, the guaranteed maximum price for this project is provided here. Uh, The the total budget for the project is approximately $83 million. This is a reduction from the initial estimate of $86.6 million, so there's a roughly $3.6 million reduction you see there. Um, As the council is aware, the city previously appropriated $10 million towards this project and that left a net cost to fund of approximately 73 million. So the financing team considered all of these statistics and numbers <coughs> in preparing various scenarios and fina- uh, financing analysis that I'm gonna talk about next. So on the next few slides, and um, you know, this was also contained in the staff report, we're gonna walk through the, the analysis that was done and um, you know, how we got to a recommendation um, on this page here, we have the assumptions um, that were were used in putting together the analysis. So UFI, in the uh, role as financial advisor, uh, worked with City, who's serving as underwriter on the transaction. Um, one thing I want to address up front: I understand there was some concerns expressed uh, with regards to City's uh, potential exit from the municipal bond business. Um, you know, I, I'm here tonight to, to reassure the council. Uh, that you know the financing team and staff has no concerns about that. Um, City is committed to the project. They provided a competitive fee proposal, and they have extensive experience in this sector. That um, you know we recommend that it's in the city's best interest to proceed accordingly uh, with the plan before you. So in terms of the financing assumptions, we looked at uh, 30, 35, and 40-year terms. These are appropriate given the long useful life of the asset. Um, as a base case, we looked at the $10 million um, appropriation. And working with staff, we also looked at other scenarios, up to $30 million uh, f- appropriated to the project. So of these costs, uh, of this appropriation, uh, a portion of that would go towards pre-development, with the balance of $6 million or $26 million going towards construction. Um, we were very conservative with our interest rate assumptions. so. The city will be going through a credit rating process if we have approval tonight. Um, But for purposes of the analysis, we used um, an A category credit rating and rates as of October. Capitalized interest funded through December of 2026. This is also conservative. It's meant to align with the construction period and provide some buffer at the end of that period. And level payments were used as this provides budget certainty um, through the life of of the bonds. So this is the first of two pages um, you know, with a lot of numbers on them, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best here to walk through uh, what's before you. So this is our base case analysis that we did in looking at the prior $10 million appropriation and what would it cost the city right, in terms of annual payments and total interest over the life of the bonds. So as you can see, um, with a 30-year term, uh, the estimated first full payment would be about $5.4 million. Uh, capitalized interest, which again is that interest that's funded during construction, is about 11.8 million. And total interest is 78.5 million with the total payments of 144 million. Um, as one would expect, by extending the terms, you can reduce the annual payments, as you can see here. So for 35 years, it's reduced to 5.1 million, and for 40 years it goes to 4.9 million. However, the interest costs increase significantly. So over the life of the bonds, assuming they're not called, interest costs go up to 96 million for 35 years and 114 million for a 40-year term. So that you know, would be about a $35 million increase. So as I, as I mentioned, staff looked at you know, these scenarios and um, we considered an additional set of numbers which would uh, reflect an additional pr- appropriation of city money of, a, of $20 million. So it's a total 30 million appropriation and this would significantly reduce the borrowing amount and annual payments um, for the project. So as you can see again, we looked at 30, 35, and 40-year terms. Uh, the 30-year term, which is highlighted in green and being recommended, is the uh, result is a $3.97 million dollar annual payment approximately. Capitalized interest is reduced to $8.7 million. Total interest goes to 57.6 million, and the total payments of 105.8 million. Um, again, we looked at the longer terms, which reduce the payments, but ref- reflect higher interest costs, as you can see there by the 35 and 40-year terms, which go up to 70 and 84 million. So as a result of the analysis and in conferring with staff, it's recommended tonight to proceed with the 30-year term and an additional appropriation um, which would result in 26 million of cash being contributed to construction Uh, the 30-year term relative to the other scenarios has the lowest interest cost uh, results in an annual payment of approximately four million which uh, preserves future budget flexibility and capacity Uh, it also um, you know it it reflects a use of additional unrestricted reserves uh, which does not impact the city's existing operating reserves. And should we proceed with this, the first full payment would come in fiscal 2028 um, with the capitalized interest funding the period before that. So just a couple more slides here to to wrap up. Um, This reflects uh, a brief summary um, of the the source of the 20 million appropriation. Um, It would come from unrestricted reserves. If you look in the far right middle of that chart, Uh, That is the projected amount that's available for fiscal 2024. And it does not impact the the below-the-line items for operating reserves for economic uncertainty and non-spendable amounts, which are estimated at 51.7 million. And roughly, that's almost 40% of expenditures, which is a a fairly healthy amount. Um, The resolutions tonight in your packets, I um, authorize the issuance of lease revenue bonds, um, for an amount not to exceed 80 million. Um, should council proceed with the budget um, appropriation, this, you know, we would expect to issue bonds less than this. Um, however, you know, um, in being, we wanted to be conservative essentially in setting the not to exceeds. Um, as part of these resolutions, they approve the documents needed to execute the financing. These are the preliminary official statement and various legal and lease documents um, that are needed. There's also a seco resolution um, which approves the the uh, development agreement and a budget resolu- resolution separate from this for the uh, appropriation of 20 million. And my last slide here um, is the financing schedule. Um, so in, in talking through this, we are prepared to, um, with approval, sell and close the bonds in December. Um, this reflects a pricing date of around December 12th. Um, the, the next item up is a meeting with Standard & Poor's, which is scheduled for this Friday. Um, we have requested a rating by the end of November, somewhat you know, around then, to be able to post a preliminary official statement to investors um, around November 28th. And that would allow us to potentially price the bonds on December 12th, which is when the rates would be locked, and we'd potentially be closing uh, December 20th so with that um, that concludes my portion of the presentation i turn it back to tanya uh, to wrap us up
0: Okay.
17: <clears throat> so bringing it back to a high level view of the project you can see here that the work that's been done so far uh, from 2022 to 20 through this year 2023 um, we've we've done quite a bit of work and then looking ahead we have the financing component and then we're looking at if approved tonight uh moving forward with the ground breaking in may of 2024 um and that puts us on schedule to do to completely fully realize the project in july of 2026. so that completes our presentation for you tonight the whole team is here to answer any questions you may have thank you
0: all right thank you thank you this is a public hearing and we now have uh, i think a number of people who have wanted to speak to the public hearing and just uh, so that maybe I restate the process. Uh, We will hear from those who have expressed that they want to ask questions or make comments. And then after that, we will go and close the public hearing and then my colleagues and I will have questions of the the team, the staff, and anything else. So with that, uh, Madam City Clerk.
1: Eric A. Colinet.
0: Eric. Perhaps while we're waiting for Eric, is, is there people that are also outside?
1: Lauren Colinet.
0: Lauren. Okay. Well, please come on up to the podium.
25: Hello council members, Uh, my name is Lauren Coatney. I have lived in the city of Rialto for over 50 years. I have raised both my children here and um, I've been very involved with the police department. I worked for uh, one of the largest uniform companies in Southern California. And uh, from the moment they were hired and entered into the uh, police academy, we outfitted them and I've seen many of those Individuals go from uh, a a probationary uh, patrol officer to uh, retirement and um, I would uh, really appreciate if you would um, consider the financial um, responsibility that we need to go forward for these officers. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mm -hmm. thank you.
1: Did Earl, did Earl walk in?
0: No. Earl, did you okay. want to speak? Yes.
2: <laughs> Hi, my name's Earl Coney, I'm married to Lauren. Okay. We've lived here over 50 years. Uh, I'm proud to say that we probably have one of the finest police departments in the Inland Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you look at, mm-hmm. if you look at the other departments around here, we've always risen to the, you know, what we were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I worked ten years as a volunteer and was very impressed with, you know, their operation. So I think the city should come up to the standards of the officers. Okay. I think you ought to step into the twenty-first century. They deserve it.
0: I'm sorry, I don't Terry,
1: think. Terry Thompson?
0: Terry Thompson?
29: You'll have to excuse me, I've lost some of my hearing, so okay. it, sometimes I uh, go on and on. Somebody will have to poke me or
0: something. Okay.
29: God, there's a lot of cops in this room. <laughs> Who's watching the street? Oh. <laughs> Madam Mayor and City Council, Mm -hmm. I'm here this evening in support of a new police facility. Kathy, my wife, and I have lived in Rialto for more than 43 years. And even more so, we have spent a combined 54 years of our law enforcement experience as reserve officer, community services officer, sworn officer, and civilian volunteer with the finest law enforcement agency there is, the Rialto Police Department. In reviewing the plans for the new facility, I saw more than two buildings. Designed with care and forethought, I saw a police facility that promotes an open welcomeness to our community members seeking help and solace, an openness that is rarely seen in law enforcement facilities today. I saw a facility where future recruits will want to be employed. I saw a facility where officers and staff alike will want to remain. I saw civic pride and recruitment and retention. I also saw a facility that embraces the future technologies that Rialto Police Department has become known for employing. Technologies that promote the force multipliers to save not only manpower money, technologies that reduce the human misery of victimization, and technology that saves lives. spider Tech and Rialto Real-Time Crime Center and Analysis are just two of those technologies and they are both built in with this facility. We are government and the community members that embody that government are the caretakers of not only the memory of our public safety personnel, we are shepherds to their day-to-day existence. And we are responsible for their work environment as that environment bears direct impact upon their ability to perform their duties. I'm confident that this body wishes to provide just as the preamble of the United States Constitution demands that we will establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility. Tranquility, peace. In this room we see a number of our peace officers and support personnel all sworn to just do that. Establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility. Let us provide them with the tools and the environment to bring about an even better Rialto Police Department. Thank you very much.
1: Lieutenant Kathy Thompson.
26: Good evening, Kathy Good Thompson, evening. citizen of Rialto. Um, I was a police officer for the Rialto Police Department for 30 years, and my husband Terry and I have lived here uh, in our home for 43 years. Uh, Mayor Robertson and council members. Uh, I am here tonight to encourage you to move forward uh, with the financing segment um, for the new police facility. Our city has made significant progress in the last few years. With the completion of the Pepper Avenue Extension and uh, the Renaissance Marketplace and now with the Gateway, um, Rialto really has begun to take on a new persona. In the past, there have been many attempts to bring in a new facility. I can remember going back to January of 1990, Um, but it always seemed that obstacles got in the way for one reason or another, and it simply never happened. But now, Rialto is a stronger community. Uh, It's a a stronger government, um, I think a more close-knit community, and um, I know that our revenue is stronger than it's been in a very long time. I, I truly believe that now is the time to make this um, anticipated project from so many years uh, finally to become a reality. And as we saw in the um, presentation this evening, um, built in the 1970s um, when Rialto was a much smaller city and of course we had a m- significantly less uh, law enforcement personnel, um, the um, current police station has, has served us well, but we have been, um, it, it, we completely outgrew it many, many years ago. Um, I've had the opportunity recently to see the plans uh, firsthand. Um, uh, it, it is really uh, impressive and um, it, it almost makes me wish that I was back in uniform <laughs> and I could someday work there, but I will visit it. Um, I applaud you all sincerely for the significant financial investment that you've already made um, in the the planning stages for the um, facility. Um, The new facility will take policing here in Rialto to an entirely new level. And uh, with the -the state-of-the-art equipment that that will be provided, uh, it will give the men and women of the Rialto Police Department the opportunity to move into the 21st century Um, With technology that will better serve the citizens of the city that we all call home Yes, it comes with a hefty price tag But I believe truly that we are in a much better position now than ever before uh, to make this a reality and um, I See it not only as an investment in excellence and professionalism for the men and women of the Rialto Police Department, but I see it truly as a move forward, a continuing move forward uh, with our current uh, uh, mayor and council for an investment in the future of of our city. And I would encourage you tonight to move forward with the financing um, for the new police facility. Thank you so much.
1: former mayor and former police
30: chief, uh, Ray Farmer. Well, good evening, mayor and council. It's an uh, honor to be here this evening, good evening to speak in favor of this financing project for the new police facility. There's a lot of history. I've lived a lot of that history, serving 30 years in the police department, 15 years as chief. Let me agree with what has been said and I won't repeat uh, the wonderful things that we've heard about the plans and the future uh, of this building. Uh, And certainly the officers and employees of this department deserve finally a police facility that they can not only be be proud of but also provide a professional service to your community. I came to City Rialto and I've lived here 60 years. I first started with the city uh, in 63 over in the corner of Riverside and Rialto Avenue in a very small facility. We moved into the current facility in 1973. This is important. This was a facility that at that time the thinking was the city would never grow beyond 50,000 folks. At that time I had the concern that The city had much more potential for growth, but they decided to short-circuit that building, and we ended up with a building that only uh, provided us with a good facility for about 10 years. I became chief in 1977, and that was uh, just a few short years after that building was built. And Within two or three years, we started building trailers on the parking lot. I think we have three or four out there now. They were supposed to be 10 year uh, facilities for the overflow of of the growth of the community and of the police department. We made a couple of endeavors to build a new facility and in the 1980s and then when I was on the council in the 1990s and the funding wasn't there and I don't think the desire was there to move forward. I believe the city is in a much better position at this point, and I know this council is very public safety minded for both the police and fire department. We have the finest public safety departments anywhere. I'm concerned as we look to the east, there's a lot of issues. I think Rialto does not have those issues because this is a strong law and order public safety community, and we have an outstanding police department that continues to keep our city safe, irrespective of what's going around us in other communities. I think that this facility, we should not make the mistake of not building this facility and not moving forward. We cannot repeat the mistakes of 1973 where we built a facility that was short-sighted and certainly antiquated about the time that we moved into that facility. At that time, there was a reluctance to move forward. When we tried to build another facility in the late 80s and 90s, the city wasn't really in a good financial position, and you were not looking at some of these alternative thinking out of the box financi- financing financing. Uh, ideas to raise the revenue. So therefore, a $26 million facility in the 90s, had we built that, you wouldn't be facing this juncture in building this more expensive facility. However, what is the alternatives? If we don't move forward building this facility, not only is it sending it not a very good message to community where our priorities are for public safety, but are these officers to return to the trailers in the parking lot on Willow? Are we, not, are we going to cut back on the scope of this simply to save dollars and repeat the same mistakes in 1973? We have a very proud, very progressive community. We have a very proud and progressive city council and I commend all of you for bringing this to this point. However, this is an inflection point and we must move forward from here. So I urge a unanimous vote from the city council stating their priority for the need of this police facility and the support of public safety in your community, not just for the officers and for yourselves, but for all the citizens that live here now and the ones that will be moving here in the future. So it's vitally important to send that message and put that building on the corner of Willow and Rialto Avenues that we all can be proud of. Thank you. (laughs)
1: LUIS LOPEZ.
19: That's definitely a hard public comment to follow. <laughs> Good evening, Madam Mayor, Council Members, staff, community, and Rialto Police Department. My name is Louis Lopez. I'm a business agent for the Iron Workers Local 433. I represent over 5,000 members. I also sit on the Workforce Development Board for the County of San Bernardino. So I see up close uh, the needs for jobs for many of our populations, not only our children. I should say young adults. I know a lot of us think of our children even though they're above 18 as our children. uh, But these young adults entering into the workforce and entering into an apprenticeship program. Um, But not only that, uh, we honored some veterans here uh, tonight. I thought that was very special. I'm a Marine Corps veteran myself. (laughs) So I understand I did two tours. Uh, I had just as much anxiety coming home than I did leaving (laughs) for deployment. Uh, not knowing where I was going to land, not knowing where I was going to get my health care, my benefits, because I'm coming from the military that took care of everything for me. Um, so it, 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 it can be challenging, but uh, many of the trades that are here tonight, I know some of them uh, are in other cities speaking on other projects, but on behalf of the trades for the building trades, uh, many of us offer those apprenticeship programs um, to men and women coming home from from serving our country through helmets to hard hats Uh, no not only that um, we also partnership with matter of fact probation departments I have a young apprentice here today this evening that you'll hear from later that we've been working with and has just made tremendous strides in his life and we're continuing to see him grow so uh, we partnership with the with the uh, probation departments identifying those that are ready uh, to move on responsibly into a good-paying job and, and continue uh, that course in life, um, you know it's important uh, that that um, we continue to offer that. And with this project uh, under a, a labor agreement, it really shows true transparency and the partnership of the teams that have, uh, that that have been that have formed this project and reached out to the building trades and asked for participation because a skilled and trained workforce is just as important in building as it is in public service. And these officers uh, need, need need this resource so that they continue uh, to serve uh, this community as best as they can with their training. Um, I do ask that that this this council please, like it was stated unanimously, Uh, move this this project forward Uh, on behalf of the building trades the iron workers local 433 and other trades here that you'll hear from this evening I thank you and god bless the city of Rialto thank
0: you (laughs)
1: Leonard Cross
8: Good evening, um, good evening, Madam Mayor and mm-hmm. council members. My name is Leonard Cross. I'm a business representative for the operating engineers, Local 12. Mm-hmm. I've been a member for over 17 years. Uh, good union work have treated me great. I, I'm in support of this project and I um, wish that you approve this and uh, move forward with this project. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.
1: Lugan.
31: Good evening, Mayor and uh, Councilman members. My name is Robert R. Lugan. I am uh, also a three-year Marine, and I brought that mentality to the ironworkers, local 416 ironworkers, because they weren't ready for me. But I was sergeant of Barnes for nine years, they gave me the nickname Mad Dog. And I hold that honoree because I make sure that things are laid out correctly so that our union trade will amplify itself by the way we work, the way we put the rebar in, the way we tie it, the way we, we, we care about what we're building. I, I am a, a product of of family members that also serve in the public service. My grandfather was a Texas Ranger. My other grandfather was a hired patrol at Costa Rica. Uh, I have a brother-in-law who's, who's a lieutenant, Chino Prison, corrections, he retired. And a nephew who was Long Beach Police detective now because they put their heart and their will, and I could see that in these Rialto police officers here, that they put their heart into it. And I'm a, I am a product of the apprenticeship program of the ironworkers. took me four years to get this watch. Because when you retire, I mean, when you, we graduate, they give you a watch. And I tell them, this is worth more than a Rolex to me. Okay. But uh, so at this time, we, uh, I, I am just uh, bringing to your attention that we are proud of our work. We go through the extra mile, especially for building for these buildings, these walls, these footings for these. For our law enforcement brothers, I call them the brother uh, um, band of brothers because that's what I had in the Marine Corps. We all protect each other. We're all stewards. You know, we know when something goes down, we correct each other. And so, because we're only human, so at this time, I just like to say to approve this project, and I thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you. Oh, <laughs>
16: Good evening, one and all. My name is Richard Royce, and I am the president of the Rialto Police Benefit Association. I represent everyone you see here, all the men and women of the police department. And um, I wanted to give a different point of what we've been dealing with here. You're never going to hear any of these people complain about the working conditions with the department. That's just who they are. But I wanted to give you a little insight on what they deal with every day. Um, I've worked in that building across the street now for over half its life. And it's from that experience that I talk about its condition. We'll start with the plumbing. Our water lines are so bad that we have to use bottled water for drinking. Our sewage lines are so small they get clogged very easily. Our sump pump often fails. And what it does is catastrophic. Uh, Not too long ago, we had a very bad failure of that sump pump, which caused the building to overflow with uh, raw sewage. It was very bad, seeped into the walls, the floor leaked downstairs. When they removed all the tile to clean that up, they exposed the cracked concrete uh, base on both the upper and lower decks of the department. Uh, We actually have had several escape attempts from our holding cell. I say attempted, no one's actually escaped (laughs) because of the fine work for men and women. But we do have to constantly reinforce and fix the steel doors, the locks, and the concrete blocks are starting to become brittle. Our AC unit, air conditioning, is unreliable. It usually breaks during summertime, the most inopportune time. We actually had to send people home because it was too hot to work inside, so hot that the computers would actually turn off. Um, The AC is also ineffective simply because of the age of the apartment. That's because we've installed doors where there used to be windows and vice versa, so we have no airflow. We have to use portable air conditioners and purifiers, not just for air conditioning, but also to air out that, I'll just say, must, that lingers from the holding cells and throughout the hallways into the offices. And then, of course, there's service to our public. Our parking lot gets kind of congested the way it is because we have employees, we have police vehicles, and we have public all entering and exiting the same entryway, causing an issue we're barely ada compliant with our current building and our front lobby is so small that people sometimes have to wait outside in the elements for service so it's been addressed not only does our new station address these concerns it also has built in expansion so we don't have to do with this 50 years from now all over again and uh, lastly i want to take a point of personal privilege and uh, thank councilman ed scott and councilman Rafael Trujillo for your generous donation to our law enforcement memorial. We appreciate that, it means a lot. And to the rest of council and the general public, I wanna thank you all in advance for your consideration in funding this new station. One that we all deserve and need, and if we're to build on that bridge to progress, we need to make that happen. So I thank you all for your time.
1: Alyssa
23: Palmer. Hello, Madam Mayor. Hello, City Council. Uh, my name is Alyssa Palmer, and I am here uh, for my boss, Slaughter Bradley. I'm here with the Executive, um, with the Inland Empire Building and Construction Trades Council. I am the executive assistant, so I typically work in the office. But as Louie mentioned, we have representatives multiple places tonight, so I stepped in for my boss. Um, and I would just like to say that the building trades and the council is honored to be working with the city. We are so excited that you guys are considering this project labor agreement. We are so excited to work with Swinnerton and everyone else brought on to build this project for you guys and to build this um, station. And I would like to tell you guys a little bit uh, a little story uh, about my dad. My dad is a UA pipe fitter. He's a local 250 and he works out of Los Angeles. Earlier this year, he was injured at work and it was through the quick responses of many individuals that, he, that saved his life. Uh, some of those individuals would be the local PD and first responders who got to the job site quickly and were able to, to save his life. They're the reason he is here with us today. Um, those men and women were able to do their job because they had adequate facilities, um, and they were mentally and physically prepared for the job that they had to do. Um, the Building Trades takes pride in doing their job correctly, doing it right, doing it efficiently. I urge you guys to consider to pass this agreement like everyone else has said unanimously um, and allow these skilled and trades unions to come in and build this project for you guys and build your station correctly, build it efficiently and build it right so that your police force has the proper facilities and adequate facilities to do their work and to continue to serve your city. Thank Thank you.
1: golden the second
10: good evening, good evening. Uh, my name is todd golden the second i'm a working member and a, an instructor for the apprentices at a ua uh, sprinkler fitters local 709 i would just like to state my support for this project and thank the city of rialto for their support on the project labor agreement right. thank you thank you
1: I think this is Jacob, but I'm not really sure. Who fell out local 433 iron workers? Okay, there it is. is your name Jacob? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. I'm not understanding the you writing. You?
30: I
20: am uh, Jacob Aguila. I come from local 433. I'm a fourth period apprentice, and I would just want to bring to your attention that it would be a good opportunity to build this new police station all right thank you thank
1: you we have the l- last public uh oral communication chief clinton
13: wow 12 years almost and uh it's the very first time i've ever spoke at uh, public oral communications so i Not <laughs> sure. I'm a little nervous. I used to watch people all the time. Now I got to get up here and do it. Uh, just to give you a graphic, Council, um, if I can get all the employees that are here to stand up, please. Both sworn and not Those that aren't. Uh, that police uh, facility across the street was built to house as many people that's in here that's representing you, uh, the police department here tonight. Mm-hmm. Just to give you a graphic, uh, we are three times that right now, and. We're pounding so hard to put people in offices that are just atrocious. Um, I really appreciate Union President uh, Royce to come up and kind of explain to you, you've all been in the department. You know the deplorable conditions that we have, but yet these fine young and hard charging young women and men of this police department are professional, knowing what they actually leave every single day uh, as far as what they're calling their home. (laughs) And I have to hand it to you because, Mayor, if you remember uh, when I came here this last time I asked you for three things. And I've said that at this podium several times. Uh, Those three things I refer to as a tripod. And I'm uh, actually here to implore you to support this project more so than you already have, to approve this funding. I understand there's concerns about uh, what city financial is supposed to do. Uh, I'm sure that they'll you'll have questions, they'll answer it. And really that's really not a concern. Uh, I think at your concern at your level, uh, you'll you should be satisfied uh, with every one of the answers that, that all these folks here behind me, not just the women and men of the department, but everyone in a suit here in the first few aisles <laughs> that actually had put together a project that Mayor you would call the jewel of what Rialto is. This is going to be the flagship building for the entire city in the future. Nice. It is. Uh, I think our employees deserve so much more than what they have. And you provide everything that they get. Councilmember Scott, you and I had a conversation before I came back, and one of the things in that tripod was a brand new police station. And, sir, you have certainly kept up your desire and push to get us to where we are right now. And that doesn't take anything away from Councilmember Trujillo. Councilmember um Councilmember Baca, I know when this thing was actually put together, you were not on council, but your son was. Mayor, your unwavering support for this police department—it's every day. Mm-hmm. And all I'm asking you to do is please provide us a home that we can call ours for the next 50 plus years, and something that this community can be extremely proud of, as you actually have built one of the best and most. Professional police agencies, not only in the region, but Southern California. So, again, I implore you support this project, move forward with the financial piece, and let us get to business of building a station. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, um, Madam City Clerk, that concludes these that you have that wanted to speak during public hearing?
1: Yes, Madam Mayor.
0: Was there anyone else in the audience that did not put in a paper, but would like to come up and say anything? If not?
27: Move, move to close the public
0: hearing. Okay. It's been moved by Council Member Ed Scott and seconded by Council Member Trujillo. Is there any objections to closing the hearing? Hearing none, the public hearing of, is officially closed and i do see that council member scott has his hand up and i know that council member Baca senior have his light on but i get to take executive privilege
5: yes ma'am yes ma'am
0: and say to you chief and you guys all out here that took the time to come in here never mind somebody wondered who's watching the city i'm sure the city's okay i just want to say do you honestly think that i would have brought us this far you're to, take us all the way back. to 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 abandon? No, that, there's a there's a a Christian gospel song that says, "I would have brought you this far to leave me. So you guys go on and speak, because I don't know where they would have gotten that. I'm about not spending time and energy and then not proceeding. So it's <laughs> without a doubt, I don't know what they have to say, but move forward. Well, hey, guys. I I know we have a great department, I know that. Thank you, Council Member Scott.
27: Thank you, Madam Mayor. First off, Madam Mayor, I wanna thank you for um, moving this forward. I also wanna say it's been a privilege to serve on a committee with you throughout this whole duration, which actually has been pretty short for most projects in this city. I think one thing that we did not talk about tonight was how we got here tonight. And that was uh, back about 18 months ago, I think, when Marcus Fuller was the city manager here. We asked him to go out for an RFP. Mm-hmm. He did. We had, if I remember right, four proposals. Is it four or three? Three. Whatever the number, three? Three. <laughs> um, I think we sent four, but or uh, responded to four people, but only three came. So we interviewed them. They brought with them their ideas, their plans. They brought their uh, bankers with them, because as part of the RFP, it required them to come up with a financing plan. I think we had, uh, I don't recall if City was in here that day, but I, I, I know Barclays was here, um, others were here. And we unanimously chose Griffin Sweenerton, because of their professionalism, the process that they took us through. Um, And part of that process, a committee was set up in the city, the mayor and I had the honor to to serve on it, Um, as did a number of employees in the city. We went through the city and um, pretty much told everybody that this is a building for the men and women that work in it, and they need to have the input into what it looks like and what it ultimately becomes. We also took tours of other police departments that Griffin Swinerton has built. I had the honor to go to Salinas. Mm -hmm. Very nice police department. We were very engaged with the men and women there and and, uh, got some great answers. Chief Kling uh, referred to uh, me meeting with him when he came back which i did and that was one of the commitments i made was that we were going to somehow get a police station built in this city luckily most of it i think through god and a lot of hard work by the city council um, the city has done very well over the last few years and i can go back to first coming on the council in 1999, between 1999 and 2000, Chief Farmer, then Mayor Farmer, um, you and I sat in this room, and there was a plan to build a police station, I believe it was about $50 million, and the money was gonna come from the landfill. Well, <laughs> others thought differently, and that money kind of, I don't know where it went, but it left, and the police station didn't get built. Chris Farmer back there, I think, was riding his bicycle around here. (laughs) I really don't know how old he is, but he was a young guy then. But it's been a dream of everybody in this city, especially uh, Chief Farmers, to, to have a new police station over there, have something that was representative of the great men and women of this city. And that's past men and women, current men and women, and it'll be the future. But you are the future of this city, and I personally want to thank each and every one of you for what you do every day and how you protect the residents of this city. Um, I go to other cities; I don't see the professionalism, I don't see the engagement that I see in in Rialto. So. I wanna thank each and every one of you, and this building is for you. This is your home. We want you to appreciate it, love it, but we want it to make you feel like you belong here. So, as you can guess, I strongly support this project. i also have have looked at the situation with city uh, they're totally qualified to be doing this um, bonding and um, griffin Swinerton, i think you will do a great job i do want to take a minute to thank two people that have served on the committee that i really think got us to where we're at You too. and one of those individuals is Tanya Williams Mm -hmm. Tanya in my opinion you have proven your leadership in this city you've done a great job you've been very professional and you've kept the ball moving Mm -hmm. the other person is JLo Lopez Because I can tell you, Kling is lost without her, without a question. <laughs> she brings him his coffee, she makes sure he's got his shoes tied. <laughs> she, she keeps him in line. And also, uh, Sergeant uh, Palmer, I know you were in every meeting, as were others, but again, thank you. Now, I, I don't really have any questions about the project. I'm totally prepared to move forward with it, but I do have a question for Chief Kling. I'm going to put him on the spot about something tonight. Do you want to answer from here? I, I've made the commitment to stay on the council and or live long enough to see this happen. I don't know which is going to come first, but it'll be one or the other. Um, but I've heard rumors about you, so I, I wanted tonight to hear your commitment as to where you're at as far as staying with the city, moving forward with the city, and, and these little retirement rumors I'm hearing, um, I'm hoping are not accurate. Take the fifth. <laughs> Take the fifth. Bleed, yeah, so plead the front pit. of the men and women of the Rialto Police Department, let's hear this. Yeah.
13: Sir, I'm uh, their leader. Um, you have given me that privilege. It's an honor to serve them, and um, as much as I thought I was gonna retire on December the 31st, um, that is not the case right now. Um, so um, if you're asking me for a specific date, I don't have one.
27: No, nope, I don't need a date. Just wanna make sure we're gonna be here after. I
13: will not be leaving on the 31st because my job isn't done. Great. Thank
27: you. Well, Madam Mayor, I'll turn it that over it? to my colleagues. <laughs> All this, right. is great, this is a great, I <laughs> hope this is a great night for Rialto. Oh, I think it is. I think <laughs> it is, and I think <laughs> we're moving forward, and I think it's something we can be very proud of.
0: Uh, Council Member Braca.
5: Thank you, Madam Mayor. I don't think anybody here in the council is against this police facility that needs to be built and to make sure that we move into the 21st century. Build it and the people will come. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important. (laughs) Not only will the population continue to grow, I expect the city of Rialto to have over 150-some thousand or more in the near future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we've got to be prepared for that. And that means that we should have a facility that meets the 21st century. And that's very important for a lot of us. But a lot of that wouldn't happen without the police officers that we have here today that have been providing the services over the last years or so that have made this city one of the best cities in terms of public safety. I want to thank each and every one of you officers for doing that. Let's stand and give them a round of applause. Now, also, I like the fact that we do have a trade agreement And that we have a variety of different trades that are going to be involved in building this new facility that we desperately need. I don't believe that we should just stop with the police facility. I believe that we need an administration building a new one. I believe that we need a new Johnson Center, too, as well, in the near future. uh, Because we want to move the city of Rialto into the 21st century when people can come here and say, you know what? I live in Rialto, and I'm proud to be a Rialtoan. And that's the attitude that we should have about anybody who wants to come into our city, because we have the best police, we have the best fire. I don't want to exclude the the fire department because they've done a great job, too, as well. But as you can see, that all of us here will support this. But I have just a, a couple of concerns, and not that I'm against any of it, but it's a concern that I have And and I just always want a fair process to always exist. And and one of it, and I guess Brandon, I guess you're the person I wanna call up. Can you come up? Brandon, was there a bid process in terms of the bonding that we have, or was it just selected by
21: a developer or yourself or someone? I can make brief comments on that and then I defer to staff, but essentially, I believe as Councilman Scott pointed out, there was an RFP process for the developer, and they brought their financing teams. Um, so initially, city was introduced through that process. However, in the process of putting together the financing, uh, we did negotiate a fee with them that is competitive, market rate, and they are extremely experienced in the space and very active with these types of financings.
5: I'm not uh, against. Uh City Group doing the bonding, which is okay. Uh, so I want on, that on the record. I'm not against them. Uh, they're okay. But I'm very much concerned with articles that have appeared, and you probably have seen those, and that's the bond buyers where they indicate that they're going to be maybe going out of business and not doing the bonding in the future, along with Citigroup uh, CEO making a statement that they may not be in this business in the future. I just wanna make sure that we have a backup plan to make sure that we do not delay the process, that we continue to make sure that everything is met on time because these are people's lives that are gonna be working, all of the trade groups that'll be involved in it. And we've gotta make sure that we have, and all I'm asking is maybe we should just have a joint manager's agreement with some other a bonding form, just as a backup to make sure that if they go out of business, that we still will continue to progress and advance the facility the way it should be without any delays.
21: Is there a problem to that? I'd actually like to we have representatives from city in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, senior management is here for the municipal operation. I'd like to bring up Chris Mackay um, to make some comments, if I could. Sure. Um, I think I'd just to address your concerns.
0: Thanks,
20: sir. Good evening, Madam Mayor and and Council Members. My name is Chris Mukai. I am with Citigroup and I head our public finance practice in California and the western United States. Um, Some of you as been referred to saw that there was a, um, in September, Citigroup announced that it was going to be pursuing a number of structural changes to the firm. Uh, Since that time, the firm continues to assess Various businesses and functions to ensure that it all matches with city's uh, strategy and initiatives going forward. Uh, there have been no decisions made with regard to the municipal bond business at this time. While City continues to evaluate these changes, we remain fully committed to successfully completing any financing in which we've been engaged. Since that time, uh, since the beginning of this month, we've completed 12 financings worth over a billion eight. This week we're doing a financing over a billion dollars for the District of Columbia, and on the docket we have in the next couple weeks another multiple projects with multiple billions of dollars. So we continue to transact, we remain fully committed to uh, successfully completing financings for which we've been hired.
5: Is there any possibility that uh, they will discontinue doing uh, public uh, financing?
20: Well, as I I mentioned, Councilman, uh, we are continue to be fully committed to successfully completing the financings that we have been hired to do.
5: I just want to make sure so this way it does, uh, the bonds don't go up and cost us a lot more and that we continue and that's that's all I'm asking for. I'm not uh, against City uh, Group, I'm okay with City Group doing it. It's just that I want to make sure that there is no delays at all and that there is a backup plan just in case. Okay. Brandon? Alright.
21: Respectfully council member. I, I think just given where we're at in the process, you know, as I alluded to in the schedule, we're looking to price and close bonds in December, which is coming up very quickly. Yes. And um, I, I think we're at a point, you know, if the financing were a year from now, it might be a different discussion, but respectfully we're in a position to hit the ground running. And I think with city on board, that is the best case for the city to lock in the financing I'm, I'm
5: not disputing that okay. uh, Brandon I'm saying it's okay with him. I'm just saying if it doesn't happen to have a backup plan just in case with a joint managers agreement with some other firm that's all
0: um, Member, uh, I, I don't think that uh, he is in the position to make a decision about backup plans we have a proposal in front of us Correct. now uh, I know that I have my colleagues that have their their phone. I mean, their lights on. Now, if at the conclusion, if that's something that you feel you wanna make a motion on in the course of us moving, you can do that. But I, I know that we're talking about something within a, the next month.
6: Right. And so I,
0: I would rather, personally, I could say that I would not myself entertain that right now. We already have a schedule. Uh, I read what this is about. Uh, I read what what started this, and I think um, I would recommend anybody who would like to read this article, they go pull it and read it, because it also has a lot to do with how um, the state of Texas has chose to address city based on the fact that. Uh, they felt that City has, a, it, I'm just paraphrasing quickly, not held a position about being a strong um, advocate for guns. Uh, this is a banking matter for me right now, I mean, and a financing matter and locking in something. So I would just say rather than he, you putting him in a position where he's not in the position to make those decisions, because I think as a group and a team and a task force, and the a co- committee, and like you said, it started 18 months ago. We're at almost the end of the race instead of at the beginning. Right, so Madam
5: Mayor, as I indicated, oh I didn't state that I would vote against I, it. I stated that I would support it. I just asked.
0: I know, but I think what I'm saying respectfully, and, you're and posing the question like to the person who can't make that decision. Right, That's something we wanna do in our policy. We can do that. So um, I will, which, I'll give it to you and I'm just saying because he can't stand there and you keep pressing him
4: that you want to know if he would recommend that so I I, you know we've had you know discussions among us uh, you know um, throughout the years even even our prior councils have have had these discussions it was when ARPA came up that we actually started throwing uh, some of the kind of base money for this and so it's something that just was just A can that would just kick down the road and that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm not really uh, supporting and reworking what we have in front of us mostly because it'll just take more time throw us into a different type of financial um, financing bracket and I'm really just here to try to move this project forward because I think our officers really deserve uh, this project to not be delayed and definitely not be kicked down uh, the road again and again so um, that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm gonna be supporting this tonight but I do have one question because the I, I was looking at the numbers in the on the uh, PowerPoints and it threw out numbers like 10 million and, and infusing 20 million which I understand the source of that one but there was also uh, 2.5 million for furniture is that outside of this kind of agreement
21: just someb- that's included in the in the GMP. Okay, yeah. so
4: it's included in the larger figure of the twenty, uh, the 10 million, is it, it, or the 20?
21: The total cost is estimated. Okay. Yeah, it's included in that.
4: Okay, I, I didn't see it stick out, so I just wanted to double check on that. But yeah, I'm in full support of Thank you. moving forward on the recommendations from staff. There's a, a lot of people who have been working on this, our chief, uh, our committee. Uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to move this forward for the benefit of our community and our officers who have been waiting for this for many, many years
6: Thank you. <laughs> mayor,
0: mayor Pro-
7: Thank you, madam mayor. I would like to start by thanking the subcommittee uh, mayor and uh, council member Scott all your hard work along with uh, the the chief and the staff and everyone that has been involved but uh, As I look around, I I see some of the finest men and women, sworn and unsworn, that deserve this new police station. One of my responsibilities and commitment to this community is to keep us safe. By bringing this new police station to our community, that puts our money where our mouth is that says to our community you deserve this police station you deserve the technology and it also tells our police officers that we appreciate every single one of you and we're going to show you by moving forward with this police station and i will move forward and i'll move for approval
5: i second
0: Wait. Uh, excuse me. Before you move motion. forward, I know. See, that's uh, the wonderful process. But I, I think, I would ask if you one would withdraw your motion.
7: Absolutely, and, I will and, let and give uh, Councilmember
0: Scott the honors to move the item forward. But before we do that, if you don't mind, I just want to say there's a few other people that we didn't call out that was around the team, and you did capture Sergeant Palmer, and you've captured some others, but I also say what we're talking about is a person who was in the room as well with this team that has to look at these numbers, look at what we do, and find out if we have the money, and I wanna take the honor moment to acknowledge our finance director, uh, Miss Catherine Stevens, because come on, guys. <laughs> be honest I have a saying and my husband will attest to it I must have money because I still have checks but see Catherine's the type of person that has to validate if, <laughs> if I'm writing a check that my, myself can't keep so no and that's collectively for us in our city so I think you know I'm, again I know that this company and this, this financing department no matter what's going on in a month they are going to still need to do business and honor their business. And if for some reason we have to revisit that bonding structure, I think we can do that. We can pivot, but we don't have to uh, take our eye off the sparrow. So I, I'm good with where we're going. I appreciate what you're raising, Councilmember Baca Senior, but um, I would I want to le- I want to see something something that really is for the citizens besides the renaissance regional market and all the markets really be reflective of how we feel about our employees and we're right after this we will start on um, some type of facility for the community as well so I'm gonna ask you if you don't mind going in the record as that motion. in Mayor, before Thinking we
3: before we start that, I, that would I would like to clarify for the record, uh, that when we opened the meeting this afternoon, evening, we opened it not only for the city council, but also for the Rialto Public Financing Authority. Okay. And so the actions you're gonna about gonna take, three of these resolutions are by the city. Resolution number three is taken by the Rialto Public Finance Authority. Okay. And we should do these each with an individual roll call vote as we okay. go down the line. Thank you.
1: And and also I'm gonna ask that the motion read the entire resolution heading for me for each of the resolutions, please. And okay. I I actually want you to read these I'm gonna give you. No, oh, okay. I, I wanna make sure that we're the same, so. I just wanna make sure, who,
0: who make the motion?
5: Yeah.
0: Who second it? Second. Who? Uh,
5: I had oh. Andy? Okay. I,
0: I will second. Andy asked me if I would love to second it, and I would love to second it, if you don't mind. Um, for the record- Do you what want to,
27: the motion made now? Yes, yes. I please. I thought you wanted a separate one for each one. But, but it's
1: gonna be the same, but I want you to read what I'm gonna give you, but I wanna write down before I walk down there. I just wanna see. In, I'm second. Okay, thank you.
6: Thank you.
27: So, oh. so, you okay. On behalf of the mayor and the city council, I motion to approve resolution eight one six seven, a resolution of the City of Rialto the City Council finding that the new police station project is categorically exempt from CEQA pursuant to sections 15302 and 15332 of the California Environmental Quality Guidelines relating to replacement or reconstruction development projects and in fill Development projects, respectively, and approving a development agreement between the city and Griffith Sweeneyton LLC relating to the construction of the project and taking related actions.
1: And that is uh, a motion by Councilmember Scott, second by Mayor Robertson Councilmember Scott, aye. Mayor Robertson, aye. Councilmember Baca, aye. Councilmember Trujillo, aye. Mayor Pro Tem and the aye. Thank you.
27: A motion, on behalf of the mayor and city council, to approve resolution eight one six eight. Resolution of the City Council of the City of Rialto, authorizing and approving the issuance of lease revenue bonds, 2023 Series A Police Station Project in the aggregate principal amount not to exceed $80 million. Approving the form of a preliminary official statement and execution and delivery of a final official statement, a site and facility lease, a lease agreement, a continuing disclosure agreement, and a bond purchase agreement, and authorizing actions and execution of the documents related thereto.
1: Council Member Scott?
4: Aye.
1: Mayor Robertson? Aye. Council Member Bothell? Aye. Council Member Trujillo? Aye. Mayor
4: Pro Tem, Kyrie
27: Savage. Aye. On behalf of the Mayor and the City Council, motion to approve RFA-01-23, resolution of the Rialto Public Financing Authority, approving the issuance of Lease Revenue Bonds, 2023, Series A, Police Station Project, in the aggregate principal amount not to exceed 80 million dollars approving the form of a preliminary official statement and the execution and delivery of a final official statement a site and facility lease a lease agreement an assignment agreement an indenture and a bond purchase agreement and authorizing actions and execution of documents related thereto.
1: Are you acting as the uh, public finance authority agent? Yes. Council member Scott? Aye. Well actually not council member, public finance authority mm-hmm.
27: agent.
0: Aye.
1: Mayor Robertson. This. The same. Public
0: Financing
5: Authority Agent.
0: And the
1: following council members as the Public Finance Authority Agent.
7: Public Finance Authority. Aye. Public Finance Authority. Aye. Uh,
4: Public Finance Authority. Aye. Thank
1: you. Okay.
27: Resolution 8169, a resolution of the City Council of the City of Rialto, California. Amending the 2023-2024 physical year budget for the purpose of appropriating additional funds for the police station project.
1: Councilmember Scott. Aye. Mayor Robinson. Aye. Councilmember Baca. Aye. Councilmember Trujillo. Aye. Mayor Pro Mayor Pro Tem Carosello. Aye. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Give ourselves a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. Okay. Um Chief, before you make comment, I would like to ask our assistant city manager though, would you please, along with our finance director and the team, um, go back and determine with what we had when we had those who came in on the RFP, if there is a need to revisit. If we do, do we go back to look at those that were also originally there with the finance, or and or, or should, would we look at creating what sometimes we call a bitch. And if so, would we add others to that bitch as uh, the backup plan?
2: Uh, Mayor, we did do that today. We did uh, myself, okay. uh, Chief Kling, uh, uh, Tanya Williams, as well as, uh, uh, let's see, we had Urban Futures, we had um, uh, Norton Rose Fulbright. We all met today to discuss what our plan would be. We are all convinced across the board that our, our, the commitment from city is there. I understand, um, I understand. Okay. I'm just
0: saying in that process of, because I didn't hear you announce at, as part of that team the finance director or even our procurement mm. officers who have to go through procedural stuff. So I hear what you're saying okay. and I agree and I've read this. Even if if they go through with a commitment and they change to eliminate the muni trading element of their organization, they still would have to be obligated to deal with whatever Correct. they put. But I just wanted to raise that because we do create benches. And so. Absolutely, we will evaluate that. I appreciate the team is there, but let's just sit look at that from a council's perspective. And if we need that, how do we go back and look at do we need a bench? Okay. Okay. Thank you, Chief.
13: Madam Mayor. Um, Pro Tim and uh, rest of the council, I, I just on behalf of uh, the police department that you provide for us uh, in this community, I, well, I'm speaking for all of our employees. We're really honored uh, to do what we do every single day. Mm-hmm. We're extremely honored to stand shoulder to shoulder with the fire department and everything that they do to create this public safety entity. Um, I think that um, this police facility not only is going to set the standard for the future of law enforcement mm-hmm. uh, agencies, But more importantly, it's going to give us a tool that we desperately need to recruit. Um, You provided the numbers for us. Uh, We're trying to get people in. Um, I think this is going to help retain our folks. And more importantly, it's going to help us get some people here that we really need to push forward to uh, truly impact this community and make it safe, especially where we are regionally. So, and again, on behalf of them, I just want to say thank you so much. And when you're ready, I'm ready for the next tab.
0: Well, you know, and I just want to say to you, because they're not always in the room, but You know and Captain Vega know that on occasions when somebody has had a a moment to come up here and speak about as if implying that something that our crime or our conditions in our community uh, was something that warranted why we should do something else, I want you guys to know that no, I definitely know that I've asked publicly while we're sitting here, what is our crime numbers looking like? And our crime numbers are nowhere near the surrounding communities that we're seeing. And and it's, you know, things happen, but I believe, I feel that I'm safe. I feel that, I want you guys to know that. Um, And I don't know if anybody else can say that in the community, but then of course you guys get so many pictures from me and so many things about me. (laughs) I'm a crime fighter out there, no. (laughs) Anyway, but no, I just want you guys to know that. I sleep well in my community. now I think it's really
13: my, important for our uh, hardworking officers. I really do. And our uh, also our civilian folks to see you in action, to truly <laughs> see the support that you give us, every one of you. Uh, so again, on behalf of them, I'm, I'm honored to say thank you. Thank you,
0: thank you guys.
7: Don't
27: <laughs> Madam Mayor, yes, move approval at tab
22: two. Okay. Uh,
24: thank
27: you
7: so
24: was much, that sir. Your, was that that oh,
22: was, tab. Oh, that I, was yeah. the <laughs> one that just
13: got him 20 more cameras, so thank you so much.
22: <laughs> Any
0: objections? Hearing none, motion carries. <laughs> thank you guys, everybody. Number three. Um, is it? For, there is
23: number
6: three There's.
4: Oh, no, that's, uh, Just number
0: three is uh, Did you get
4: theirs? Maybe Aaron, I think.
0: Who's number three? <laughs> I think you gave number two. Huh? huh? Oh, that was cameras, no, number three. That's that's material Aaron. testing inspections, I was like, oh, this is another one. That must be somebody
27: in
19: public works. You're
27: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen. Bye, Jano.
0: Bye, Eden. You guys witnessed a historic moment. In Mrs. Farmer. <laughs> Apologies,
2: Mayor, uh, Art was swimming upstream.
0: Okay, I think we exceeded capacity. <laughs> Excuse me, Chief Parks, yeah. did we happen to exceed capacity in here and you didn't speak up? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to start. Yeah, he's, he's just, the most he's, in here. He's sitting back there. Come on, Art,
1: he's ready. <laughs>
18: Go ahead. Go ahead. Our good evening. Good mayor, evening. Mayor Pro Tem Council. Uh, the item before you is requesting to authorize a purchase order in the amount of $293,342.57 to pre-science pursuant to their on-call agreement for construction management, inspection, and materials testing services for constructability review of the I-10 Riverside Avenue interchange phase two, city project number 140813.
5: Move approval, Madam Chair. Okay.
0: Um, I will second it, but I do have a question. question. And I have a question. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm very much happy to see this in front of us, but um, Council Member Scott, why don't you go with your question? Okay.
27: Uh, I too am happy to see it, uh, especially if you have to travel that intersection in the morning or this afternoon. (laughs) Give us a time frame, Art, on on timing for getting from point A
18: to point Z. Uh, Well, right now we're trying to finish up uh designs we're at 65 percent plans uh this constructability will guide us to f- uh final plans but our objective is to utilize the design to try to obtain funding to uh, proceed with construction
27: okay and, and can you kind of give the the community uh we all know what it is but a uh, kind of a concept of what the plan is to do at the uh, the 10 freeway and Riverside Avenue
18: yes so uh, the the project uh, consists of uh, so it's okay let me let me back up the UPR bridge crossing is a local bridge owned and maintained by the city of Rialto Uh, and it's between Riverside Avenue between Valley Boulevard it's on Riverside between Valley Boulevard and Slower Avenue Uh, project scope includes widening the bridge over the Union Pacific tracks to match the width of the Caltrans bridge to the north. Uh, this includes the addition of a northbound through lane, extension of a left turn uh, lane onto the westbound on-ramp, a dedicated southbound right turn lane from Riverside Avenue onto westbound Silver Avenue and continuous sidewalk on the east side of the bridge. Okay. So it would provide a better queuing uh, going northbound. Uh, the through lanes will allow for uh, better through traffic. And then we would also extend the width of the bridge to match the Caltrans uh, this and, bridge to the north. And,
27: and in your opinion, will that improve the queuing at uh, Valley and uh, the bridge, Valley and Riverside?
18: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, it would improve uh, a lot of the backup that we experience on the bridge for uh, a lot of the truck traffic trying to get onto the freeway. Okay,
32: great. Thank you, sir. Well, uh, did
18: you have
4: a question? Yes. So last time uh, when we worked on the bridge adjacent to it, which is over the freeway, Uh, you know, there was a, I believe it was partial closure or full closure, I don't remember. What's the approach to this one? Do you foresee it to be partial or full closure uh, as you work through um, through this project under Mm. construction? Uh,
18: At this time during design, we're anticipating partial closure. Okay. Uh, We'll be installing the piles uh, from the bridge, so from the top down. we don't anticipate a full closure at this time, uh, and that's kind of where we are in the process. And,
4: and you'll be doing outreach to the businesses there, correct?
18: There'll be outreach, outreach to uh, the surrounding area. Yes.
0: Okay, thank you. Okay, um, I guess my questions and to follow up on Council Member Scott, but also about partial closures that would occur during the construction activity. But what I'm really thinking, and I, I heard what you said, and what I read in this was we're still looking at doing the study over on the part of the structure that comes over the railroad. That's what I was reading, and not really dealing with the queuing and problems that are down at Riverside and Valley. So that's why I wanted to ask for the clarification because I believe the project we've gone after is to address the fact that the structure over the railroad on the south end is really, we have, it's narrowing. So I I would hope that maybe we could come back with something that's a visual that people will really understand because you said that and when I read it, I'm thinking, okay, great, because we talk about, see it says the design was based in part on minimizing costs of the interchange project in that widening the UPRR bridge was estimated to cost as much as more than the interchange. And so this for me and my colleague, uh, Mayor Pro Tem, just asked me about even the facade out there. Would we be able to do something? I don't think that's what this is intended. But what I also said recently, uh, and I'm hoping, and Ms. Williams is here, that we are in the process. We should be giving to SBCTA potential projects that we want to have added if they bring the measure, another subsequent measure, I. And Riverside Avenue interchange in its entirety, including the widening and and matting for capacity on those ramps, need to be considered. There's queuing on the freeway, there's queuing uh, when we go approach to get on the freeway south. And so I just want to be clear that this, this is not the, the ultimate fix, but we need to make sure that we bring Riverside Avenue interchange back as one of the projects, priority projects, should we vote to move with Measure in the, uh, the second phase or third phase of Measure I. That would also give us an opportunity to really look at the, I'll say the facade out there. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, Mayor Pro Tem and I both probably feel that what we have those screenings and those things, and I thank God we finally took the, we we for a while there we had our what you, our city seal in the middle of the thing and made it look like a postage stamp. You really could you right yeah, yeah. you you know and that again was when we had these with, that project as well as we know that we need to look at some improvements up on the two ten and and. Those things have to get into the pipeline. So I just wanna be clear, I don't think this is gonna be the cure-all to what we have going on out there. Um, and art, and I didn't see, there was nothing that really spoke. I thought this would be a, like you said, a value engineering and a relooking before we actually get to what's gonna be the ultimate construction project.
8: So we're- is that,
0: are we right or wrong here what are we going to be doing is this going to be is this going to solve it says a constructability review is a constructability review it's not the construction project
18: no correct (laughs) Okay, so so we're still in design Uh, that's part of the reason why there's not an image provided at this time because we're still in the middle of design so for us to uh, we didn't want to present an image prematurely uh, we want to get closer to finalization, so that way we could show you guys what the exact plan is. Uh, the constructability review is is input. It will be continuous input on constructability on plans from sixty five percent all the way to one hundred percent completion.
0: Of what? Constructing of what?
18: Though? Constructing of the bridge.
0: Just over the railroad.
18: Yes, because the, the
0: the that, then that. the problem that we feed into southbound getting onto the the bridge and onto ramps is not really always based on the railroad side
18: right so <laughs> that part of the bridge is caltrans mm-hmm. um, this project only only pertains to the bridge that we own which is over the railroad
0: right okay and do you understand you know that because i think you're talking about the queuing as you go down well, southbound
27: I, no i i do but I'm also talking about the queuing going northbound, which He's I was up over, the up over which I think should help the queuing.
0: That's well, correct. And, and that's what we, yeah. I thought when I heard you said but the but southbound, but I am concerned about because it backs up on I the short. I'm concerned
27: about the right turns, um, right and left turns on Valley on onto the off ramp because early. something out. Uh, I mean, this is just a constructability review, right? This yeah, is, that's this, correct. This,
0: this is nowhere near where we're right, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Okay. We want yeah, to make sure we look at it that it and see know, because it's it won't to have a conversation now. Than mm-hmm.
5: And to begin to start planning and looking at the federal government to also provide funding for that area as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I'll second. Yeah, so I already been, seconded. Motion, second. All right. No objections to the motion. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I can.
2: I can say, Mayor, somebody that's in that northbound queue every morning. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Every every single morning. (laughs)
32: Hello there. Good evening, Madam Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of council, Uh, Um, for your consideration tonight.
5: Madam Mayor, may I ask a question of the attorney before uh, Tim continues uh, with this presentation? Absolutely. Uh, Should I recuse myself from voting on this particular project? I'm not against it, but should I recuse myself from voting since it's near
3: my home, Frisbee and Bemis? Uh, Councilmember this is just a resolution to accept funding okay so it's not a construction project however if you feel that it causes an appearance of impropriety by all means you can recuse yourself I don't think it's required in this case when we get to the actual construction project where we're doing a construction contract and we can tell exactly what improvements are going in that'll be a different question right now you're just accepting money
5: move approval
0: I have some questions.
8: I have questions, too. Um,
0: Okay, and I raised this earlier, I think, um, when speaking with you, Assistant City Manager. Did I talk to you this morning about this? You did, Mayor. Okay, and I'm looking at this one for Frisbee, and I'm trying to make sure that a legend is identifying the proposed things. Um, I have expressed some concerns, and I think it still looks like this. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm very concerned that we are looking at bringing, and maybe I'm missing this, uh, sidewalks um, on the, I can't tell if it's sidewalks on both sides of Eucalyptus, going down Walnut towards the park, and I'm trying to understand where is there a safe route for schools to come from that park area when there is no housing down there and I think we had a discussion about this once before with regards that it was going into an area where there potentially could have been a housing development, but until then I didn't understand why we are putting, spending resources for a sidewalk. Am I reading this right? If you go to your page, your Frisbee Middle School
32: project I need the attachments in there. Yes,
0: Uh that's what I'm looking at.
32: Correct, so this was, this is a conceptual drawing or design of improvements that was done in 2017. So by accepting the grant funding, we'll move forward with the actual design and the true improvements within the area. So we won't, we won't go through. I I think what you're saying is there's undeveloped areas there. Well, you would would see
0: this is the problem then when this came to us before was it was showing that we were proposing sidewalks in an area that there is no, that is not a route, this is around the park. So if you cut pathways, there's no no pathway for anybody to come around the park and and wanna walk on the east side of the sidewalk of Eucalyptus to come up, to get to the school, so you're saying that this, what you're showing, is is not in fact what the, the grant is going to actually construct.
32: Well, correct. Once the 100% will be what's done in the design. This is a guiding document based on um, studies that were done for the Rialto safe, you know, safe routes to school. So based on this input, most of these items will be constructed to what degree and at the exact locations, because since 2017 and now, some items may have already been improved, some hardscape and things like that. But some
0: and some things have not, there was a housing development that was being proposed and I think it did not move forward yet. But that there's no, I don't understand why there would be a need to put sidewalks on the side that going down that street. And I think that that was expressed as a concern Uh, So I would really question pathways to the school make sense Um, and I guess if there's housing, but how far it goes down and I can't make out where the road is that it bends around the curve, which is Easton. Uh, For some reason this seems to taper off. I don't even see where Easton is. So just
4: keep that in mind. It goes off the chart. Okay yeah I have a question for the same map Um, there's a concern for people living kind of west of uh, Sycamore crossing uh, to get to Morgan Elementary School which is on the east side there's no um, crosswalk or stop sign or anything between baseline and uh, walnut so uh, I believe there's maybe a crosswalk in front of the school is there um, I know that this the sidewalks that they're adding on there might alleviate some of that need to cross over, uh, you know, at the bottom. But is there any kind of vision to put like a, a crosswalk or like a? I know stop sign is a little difficult, but maybe like a crosswalk to be able to get to the other side earlier. Uh, the bottom, uh, I, the can, I can check yeah, into that and, and
0: get I mean, your you reply. Get Morgan's in here. Yeah,
32: Morgan's
4: right here. No, no, no. But I'm saying this, oh. this. Project. This was only doing two schools. Oh, but some of the some of the improvements are uh, also within the Morgan area. Yeah, this is what
32: what we would call and the plan calls Bemis and Frisbee. So Frisbee Elementary and Bemis all within about a half mile radius of these. Because I see
4: I see some improvements being done just south of Morgan. Mm -hmm. And that area is kind of an uh, area that's had a lot of questions from some of the parents that approached me over the years. I think it's just trying. I think the having the sidewalks there will help. Them not having to cross the street to get onto the sidewalk, but um, you know, if there's maybe a crosswalk in that area, it'll just help alleviate them because the traffic goes really fast. I mean, from baseline all the way to walnut, there's only one crosswalk and that's in front of the school, right? There's something more at, towards the bottom so they can cross over and have complete sidewalks.
32: Yeah, I'll look that's, into it, I'll
4: get that's your, some of the I'll feedback that I got from some of the parents.
0: And Tim, I guess what I'm asking is the way this was presented. I know we have a full Safe Routes to School Mm -hmm. map all over, but I thought I read that this was focusing on two locations, but now if Morgan needs to be in there, then we need to, yeah, no, I see the school. I don't disagree, the whole state, I've got the Safe Routes to School whole concept, and there's some other schools that we haven't addressed, so I'm going to make sure we, uh, either what we put in this report is what we're focusing on, or we come back and amend it to take into other schools that might be in the Safe for Us to School
30: grant. So
32: right, we are focusing on with this award and this grant acceptance uh, for Frisbee and, and Beeman's. Yeah, correct, Beeman. Yeah. We That's were right. yeah, we were just here for the Terra Vista area back in September as well, which was ATP was another source of funding. So, so, so when will
0: when will Morgan be and what neck what steps?
32: I'll, I'll look at the priorities. So it's it's ranked the way safe routes to school is ranked as high, medium, and low. We're going after all the high priorities and working our way down, down the list to low priorities. But. Yeah,
0: Let's see if we can bring it in. I understand and appreciate what he's saying. It's in close proximity to where we're already doing work. But I, it didn't seem it wasn't in here and that's why I was concerned with it because I think you also added SBCTA uh, funding to this.
32: This is correct. This is SBCTA funding for this uh, grant cycle. It's uh, transportation development act or TDA act cycle three.
0: Okay, Okay. did we already move on it? Move? No, you I just made,
1: have a, a motion.
4: motion.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, second it. I'll second it. Okay. Any objections?
28: No, none
32: no. for me, thank you.
0: Just comments noted, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that concludes uh, the, the the business order and um, <clears throat> I think we had one item. I don't know if uh, Miss Alvarado was here to wanna cover what's going on in Rialto before um, you guys go in and council, I don't know what you wanted to do in terms of, um, I think you had one item that you needed to return back to closed session or did you want to? We do have one item in closed session I need to address, yes. Okay, so I think you guys need to return to closed session.
2: And our uh, Parks, Recreation and Community Services Director. I just saw,
0: yeah. Come on in. Thank you, thank you.
4: Move to closed session? No, she oh. let her give Oh, <laughs>
0: Sorry, I'm
4: not gonna Thanks for us. <laughs> I don't know if she needs to
0: stay beyond the, the, the closed session and come back in, okay.
25: Right, good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and member the, members of the council. Here is what's going on in Rialto. Tomorrow at our farmer's market, Healthy Rialto and NSG will be doing a turkey giveaway. They are giving away about 400 plus turkeys to our community. On Thursday, November 16th, at the Grace Vargas Senior Center, they will be having their Center Carnival Social from 2 to 5 p.m. On Friday, November 17th, here at the Civic Center parking lot, there will be a Veterans Resource Fair from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Due to the weather, our Rialto Heritage Days will be postponed. Uh, date uh, will be determined uh, a little bit later on Monday November 20th the Grace Vargas Senior Center turkey raffle will be going on from 11 a.m. to 1 30 p.m. on Saturday November 25th the fitness center turkey burn will be going on it is a food can to register to participate and then on uh, Thursday November 23rd and Friday November 24th the Rialto City offices will be closed for the Thanksgiving holiday Saturday December 2nd Rialto's holiday festival and parade will be happening from 530 to 930 p.m. Here at Civic Center Uh, Save the date for run around the rocks, which will be Sunday December 3rd registration starts at 7 a.m Grinchmas pet pictures will be Saturday December 9th at frisbee dog park from 12 30 to 2 30 PM volleyball and basketball registration opens up Monday, December 11th, starting at 7 AM online or in person. Our teen center teen mess party will be Wednesday, December 20th at the Rialto community center in room 504 from 3 to 6 PM. And on December 20th at farmers market healthy Rialto and NSG will be having a toy drive at the same time farmers market is going on. That is what's going on.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, all right. Also, I just, Madam Mayor,
5: before, if, she, if I, before she leaves, me. can I just thank Cynthia for putting the times for each event. I know last time that we got him, it didn't have the time, but I've noticed that this time, all of the times of the events are on here, so thank you very much for doing that.
6: Mm-hmm. I Madam just wanna
1: add, Join tomorrow, also the turkey giveaway, we'll also we'll have a vaccinations for COVID with the San Bernardino County Health Department will be out as well.
0: Okay, all right, thank you. Okay. Do to have RSV vaccinations also? I had asked COVID. that.
1: I think they're gonna have the full, I can, when they come out, I can let you know earlier when they come out to see what they have, but I think it's, it's all the COVIDs. I,
0: well, yeah, oh, so you, didn't, you don't know yet? Because they had, I had said, wondered about rsb yeah well. they
1: had said the COVID. so i can uh, let each one of you know at what extent in the I, morning uh, i know you'll okay. be in Atlanta ma'am. no
0: i'll be in the air yeah so that's it will okay um now we can move i guess to back to closed session
4: move to closed session and second
0: okay it's been um, moved by councilmember trio and seconded by councilmember scott mm-hmm. and so We'll move back to call session 925.
7: Mr. Attorney, uh, can you uh, report back from closed session?
3: I'd be happy to. We had one item left in closed session. Uh, it was a discussion of one item of existing litigation, uh, Robertson versus the city of Rialto. Uh, the council received a briefing from city attorney, give direction, no other reportable action. That concludes our report, thank you.
7: All right, thank you. And uh, just let the record reflect that uh, Mayor Robertson has left for the evening. And that brings us to reports. Anybody got anything that they I, need to report? I just want to wish everybody
27: a Happy Thanksgiving. Councilman Trujillo.
4: Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. And I just wanted to announce that I'm on the, I was appointed to the Economic Development Committee for uh, Cal Cities uh, through, through the appointment from the Inland Empire Division. So I just wanted to uh, say, Congratulations to my colleagues who got it, also got appointed from the division, but also one to report that I'm um, now on their committee uh, this year. So, well, so look forward
7: congratulations, to uh, Mr. Trujillo. Uh, well deserved, and thank you. Uh, thank you for representing us. Thank you, um, councilman Baca. Anything you would like to report? report. All right, uh, and I have no reports. Can I get a motion? So moved. Second. I got a motion by Councilmember Scott, a second by Councilmember Trujillo. We are adjourned.